in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> Every time I talk, Khaleesi just walks in here. She gives me big kisses. Khaleesi's in the house today. We're in the house today. Welcome in, everybody. It is Thursday, July 20th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. The remote studios, but now feeling more and more like the permanent studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu today to find out what the UofL College of Business can do for you. They have a uh, 92% undergraduate placement rates. Average salary, $84,000 starting salaries of people who get their MBA from the UofL College of Business. Number 87 is a top 90 overall business school in the nation, and they have 1,858 business students currently enrolled. If you'd like that to be you, visit business.louisville.edu today. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land you know it's better as the big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey and Khaleesi in the house. He brought the dog today. She came right. She's, I think, a fully on, full on, like recognizing me now. She walked right over. She gave me big kisses. She's excited to see me. She was happy to be here. I'm happy to have Khaleesi here. I don't want to burst your bubble, but she's kind of like that with everybody. <laughs> but she hadn't been before. Like she's, Oh, she hasn't? She's been nice. Like she's come over. She's like, let me pet her. And she's like, she'll lie down next to me. But she hasn't been like tail wagging. I want to give you kisses. Yeah, when you pulled up, her tail was going a little nuts in the back seat. She was she was excited. excited and she got up on and she like she she jumped up onto your like your lap a little bit. She has before, not today. Okay, but today she was just when she does that. Yeah, she wants to, she'll lift her paw. She wants you to rub her belly. Oh. She'll she'll do that. She'll do that sometimes Sweet too. Thing. It's a uh, it's a little bit of a, a muggy day outside. It's cloudy. Yeah, it's a little We're bit. Yeah, good, it was it was, a, it was a day happy to have the AC working in the car. The sun is shining in my heart though because the Cincinnati Reds have won two games in less than like. 16 hours here, polishing off a split of the San Francisco Giants this afternoon with a 5-1 to victory. I was catching the end right as I pulled up here. Felt good to be back on the winning side of things last night. Feels even better to be back know. on the streak-winning side of things this afternoon. The Reds are back. The show's back. We're feeling good. The mojo's back. The vibes are right. Everything's good today here on this Thursday. I thought you were just excited because of last night's blood and... Guts. How was the blood? How was the guts? Uh, very bloody, very gutty. I like that somebody, somebody like, <laughs> they, there was a, a clip of like the ending of the show. I guess it was. It was. Someone, someone, ex- someone, <laughs> someone tagged both of us. And they're like, "Can no. you explain what happened?" I'm like, "Why are you tagging me in this?" What pissed me off kind of was that I didn't. 
Like I watched the uh, I watched last night while I was doing the Reds uh, the Reds the Bats games. I watched like the the first hour on my phone. So I watched like the Hook and Jack Perry match and then the tag match and saw where uh, your boy uh, Orange Cassidy took a challenge for next week and say our Fox, which would be a good match. And uh, the last like the actual like blood and guts, I started watching a little bit of the beginning. I was like, I want to watch this when I get home on TV, like the big screen. Because this is, I mean, it's they do it once a year, and it probably should be a pay per view. I'm amazed they do it on TV, but it's, I mean, it's, you know, John Moxley was just, just, I mean, just bloodied all up. It was. Do you just, think Blood and Guts would be a nice little draw for them? It, it, I'm people, sure it has to be a TV. Would pay to see that. I, I'm assuming the TV ratings are probably pretty decent. I mean, I would like to think they they do probably at least maybe you know 1.4, 1.5, maybe 1.6 on the totals. But we'll, we'll that we'll have to see. But the match, the, the it was an hour long. It was fun. Uh, what he was talking about was one of the uh, people added to the, the the bad guy team. Like him and his teammate ran to each other, so he just walked out, leaving it five on four. And then mm. Don Callis, the most hated man in wrestling right now, mm. hated so much that he was actually attacked and nearly stabbed by a fan in Mexico last weekend. Stabbed by a fan in Mexico. Um, a fan in Mexico during the AAA uh, Triple Mania, their pay per view. That's, that's real. That's not. Yeah, it was real. A guy, somebody tried to jump and like tried to stab him, and then security had to t- pull the guy back. I hope that guy got arrested. Uh, he did, I'm sure. Uh, and he's in a Mexican jail, which can't be much better. So he's uh, he's he pulled his guy out and was like, "Get up!" And they're in a disadvantage. So the good guys were up five to three, and that's what led to them vic- their victory. Can you imagine being so into wrestling that you, like, you can't tell? Like, it's it's like stabbing, you know, somebody who plays the Joker. It's like stabbing. You know, I mean, you know, Jack Nicholson because he played the Joker in public one time. Like, can you not differentiate between real and theater? And today, it is. It may, I mean, it's funny. Like when you listen to the stories of like the old territory day, especially here in Louisville. Some of the old, like you know, Tuesday night at the Garden stories, some from the like the eighties and seventies. Just, I mean, Lawler talked about how he got shot and shot and shot at one time here in Louisville. I mean, even when I, mean, I was somebody, like seven years old, I was like, well, you know, some of this is not real. Clearly, like that, like that's. I don't. I don't think Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, he doesn't look like a real Iraqi general to me. He doesn't. True, but he did. They did receive a lot of death threats and things like which that. Which is insane to me. Like, how yeah. do you not? You, you, we've got grown men here who just aren't. Can't differentiate. I now they, they they claim because of his his stuff that, and the threats he got. That's why they moved the uh, WrestleMania Seven from outdoor uh, LA Coliseum to indoors. But honestly, it was really mostly they, they sold like a third of the tickets of the outdoor. That's, I think you've said that. Before. Yeah, it's but but he did receive threats. I mean, it's he did. They did. People were. Yeah, you're right. People that the, the it's still real to me, guy. Some people just really are taking insanely too seriously. Your voice kind of sounds kind of like modulated in my ears. Does it sound okay to the text uh, line? Let us know. Hit us up on the text line there. What celebrity do I sound like today? Uh, <laughs> still slow. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the baby root. Is the Thornton text line? Hit us up on that today. It's gonna be a good text line today uh, because it, there's not a whole lot going on. I mean, Nothing. No, we've at least had like we had catch up stories yesterday. Why don't you let me talk to. for ten minutes about wrestling? Yeah, if you want to talk more, feel free. There's there's, <laughs> there's not that much going on today. We can talk about the the five hundred two uh, barbecue. I guess it's called the Cardinal Barbecue now. I don't know why they're not the five hundred two BBQ. I thought was a cool name. I like it. The Cardinal Barbecue is happening. The list of recruits that are coming into town for that thing continue to grow. We can discuss that. Reds, we already kind of talked about. We, we, we can Blue Jays lost, that more lost like three to. in a row. Jays are an absolute catastrophe. Not as bad as the Yankees, though. Nah, that does make me feel a little better, I'm not going to lie. It makes me feel pretty good. 
Oh. It does me feel better. We have our, our little like old baseball text group, a bunch of my friends who bought Yankee stuff just for that game and who bought Yankee stuff when Dylan they like post their videos of them throwing their Yankee stuff away. <laughs> Dylan's like, I appreciate Burning solidarity. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now aren't you regretting that you didn't wear you didn't wear gold reds gear at that game? I mean, I, well, I'm definitely not regretting getting Yankee stuff and wearing Yankee stuff. I mean, I, I went pretty down the middle there. I had like a red hat and like the white polo, which I think was probably I went as I was as neutral as I could be. Yeah. But I was cheering for the Reds. Inside, I was cheering for the Reds. Oh, I mean, outside, I was also cheering for the Reds. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I let everybody know around. around it. it was quietly, but I was like, oh, I'm, I'm cheering for the Reds here. It's, I, I can't cheer against the Reds ever. But if they had to lose a game, I guess it, at least it was that one. It, it worked out kind of well. You, you didn't go press box cheering? Uh, I, I did like I, I did kind of like golf claps. Okay. But I, I was cheering for a high-scoring game. Like when the Reds got the lead and the Yankees scored a little bit to get it close, I was like, okay, I, I can cheer for this. I want the offense to do well. But I want them ultimately to lose, and then the the Yankees won it. Will you give Will you give my Blue Jays the same kind of respect if we go when we go to the game in, uh, next month? No, <laughs> you're not on the team. <laughs> <We're kidding. laughs> I've been a fan long enough. It feels like I am. You're not on the team, nor yeah. yeah well, I mean, Dylan went on the team per se. He was a part of the staff. That's on the team. That's not necessarily. Was he wearing a jersey? Yes, He's oh, number, yeah, he was bro, number. I, the baseball I coaches wear jerseys, yeah. uniforms. He was number seventy four. Was he really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was, uh, you yeah, know, but, but now bleep the Yankees. I'm glad they're in last place. I'm glad they suck. They're, they're even worse now. They're terrible. And the, shockingly, it was not his fault. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, a couple of football notes to get to. More people are writing things about Jeff Brom that we can discuss. It's preview season. All that stuff is, is happening. will continue to happen for the next month and a half or so. I've got a, a question about Rick Patino. That I want the fan base to talk about. I know people are so talk, sick of talking about Rick Pitino. It's July 20th. He's, at least he's making news. He's out there doing stuff. It brings up an interesting topic of conversation for UofL fans, I think, going into this year. Uh, we get the, A portion of the fan base is clamoring for the return of Quinn Slazinski. I want to know what Trevor thinks about that and what the text line thinks about that. And then, of course, we'll get into the madness with you guys uh, at 502-414-1450 and make sure that you guys – your voices are heard. I, I, quick thought while driving in here. I don't know if this is if it's just me. You've been over here obviously a lot more than I have over the years. So you have you have, you have more of a feel of this area of Jeffersonville, Indiana. I've been coming here since 2011. I've driven a lot of places. I feel like I've never been anywhere where the people walk more just in the middle of the street. Oh God, you have no than, idea. Than around like. I'm not talking about like walking close to like the the, the white or yellow lines on, on the street. I'm talking right in the middle of the yeah. street on main roads here. Yeah. Every single day I come in and I, I see people like swerving at the last second, and I I'm kind of thinking to myself, what's going on? And then I just see there's somebody just walking right in the middle of the street. No I mean, no urgency whatsoever. No clue that it's wrong, and just it, it's every day. I saw some a woman walking yesterday. She was she wasn't on the street. She was on the side of it. Carrying like a dog stroller with the dog in it. I'm like, why? I saw, I saw that too. Okay, I was like, why are you carrying it? <laughs> that's, that's the first thing I thought. It's, like, it's just baffling to me. Uh, yeah, you'll see. <laughs> I thought it made sense. I, you came in not too long after I did, so I'm not surprised you didn't see her. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the walking on the street, the uh, riding the you'll see a lot of the bikes. Uh, up and down, like right past the overlay, over Just right in the middle of the main street. Yeah, the, the street to basically from where the light is, you turn left to come here, all the way up to the expressway. Like you'll see people just constantly, just yeah, in the middle of the road, nonstop. It's 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 it is slightly insane. It's just yeah. I love the people like on this street too. That'll just the, the street here is not that wide. 
and no. they'll just they'll just park like in the middle of the almost in the middle of the road, and just, just sit and they'll sit there and just look at you. And you're like, okay, I'll go around you, and I have to do it like by going through the other person's yard. Yeah, you gotta do that all the time, and they're yeah. also like, I, and I get look, there's not a whole lot of back and forth traffic on this street. There's more than you would think for a street of this level, but yeah. But half the time when I'm pulling in, when I'm going up the street towards the station. And somebody's coming the other way. They just drive right down the middle of the road and just expect me to swerve into the grass, like, yeah. and like, like it's no big thing. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just stop here and wait for you to go. There's more road than you're giving yourself credit for. You can drive on the right side here. Anyways, we love it here. It we, is we, a whole we, new world of driving in, in, in Southern Indiana. It's definitely a different world. You know, you, know, you cross that river. It's like crossing an ocean sometimes. But uh, we love our hosts here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Would like to get back to <laughs> to Louisville at some point. Uh, would make things now, a little bit easier. Now, did you? I don't know if maybe I don't know the time that they started doing this because you left much earlier than I did last night and get out here to a little bit after eleven. Uh, but the, the, the I guess the construction they're doing on the bridge on this side going into Louisville. No, it did not affect me. Okay, because when I when I was like merging onto the bridge last night, I realized that like the first the, the like the farthest like four lanes on my side are all closed, and I just like just swerve all the way down to the side other. Like to the far lane to, to to get on the bridge, and of course, getting multiple you know trucks just zooming through without you know giving two bleeps about anybody yeah. but themselves because truckers are you know pompous POSs. Jeez, we're calling out <laughs> truckers here. I'm sorry, I know you're our biggest fan base between midnight and two a.m. here. I let the record show that Mike Rutherford show is is, is pro trucker. Pro trucker. The, the views of Trevor Kelsey do not necessarily reflect <laughs> the views of the entire show. I'm not saying bad. I'm just saying you, you can't drive. I, truck truck drivers do a fa- fantastic job. No. I like to see you get behind it. That'd be a good Trevor tries. You tried to drive a semi. I can drive a semi. There's no way in hell you would drive. A I can semi. drive. I've driven a U-Haul. I can drive a semi. I've driven a U-Haul. I still don't think I can drive a semi. <laughs> now I have a little bit of practice. <laughs> Yeah, I've done it. You can, I can do that. Well, maybe we'll find out someday. Uh, we've got uh, Louisville Bats baseball tonight. Have a four, baby. Six thirty. It's Bellarmine <laughs> alumni night. We may actually try to go out to the game. Uh, depending, I mean, we'll so see. you're invited? Yeah. Well, Mary is. She's, I can be her plus one. But I thought you you graduated from Bellarmine. I am. Just nobody knows that. Like I feel like Mary's <laughs> Mary's queen of Bellarmine. She's on like does the, Bellarmine know she, it? <laughs> she's on the cool alumni like wall at, at the New Horrigan Hall. She's on like you know she gets like all the emails from alumni stuff. I don't think anybody actually knows that. I, I think my friends from Bellarmine don't remember that I went there for a couple of years. Well, it's because you didn't show up to graduation. I didn't show up to graduation. Yeah, I was not. You overly, ditched it because you're too cool. I was not overly involved in yeah in, in the Bellarmine happenings. By the time I, I came back home and went to Bellarmine, I was like, I'm ready to just go out on the weekends and just graduate. Like, like I'm ready to get college over with. <laughs> I was not on campus any more than I needed to be. and But I, I love Bellarmine. It was great. Love, love the basketball team, obviously. Love Scotty D. Love, uh, love the whole community. I just mm-hmm. was not overly involved when I was 21 or 22, which is fine. But it is Bellarmine alumni night out at the ballpark. The Bats, uh, the Bats I think, lost again last night? Uh, no, they won. They won. Okay. They, they, they actually were down like, like 3 nothing and – Came back and won like t- ten to four or something like that. The baby bats are still rolling. A game against the Columbus Clippers tonight. Six thirty-five is the first pitch. Six oh five. The coverage will start right here on fourteen fifty. The Big X. Columbus's manager got thrown out. Did he? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I think it was uh, Jose Barros. Uh, the something the way it sounded, he, he thought he maybe was. He went to check to see if he'd swung at first, but then the, the home plate umpire said, "Don't worry about it. You were hit." And 
the uh, the Columbus manager was not happy about that. I feel like Pat Kelly, you know, he's he's had kind of a volatile temper over the years. He's been known for well, that's the bats. I'm, t- the I, Clippers, I, no, so yeah. I'm, I'm saying. I, mean, he, I think Pat Kelly. I feel like he's had some famous ejections over the years. I feel like he's been relatively quiet this year. You haven't heard a whole lot of. Usually, the video gets out there. The social media <laughs> team will put it out there. I haven't seen much of Pat Kelly getting ejected this year. I don't know if he's been ejected since on a game I've worked this year or not. I don't think They've he been has. Too good. They've been too good. They're above I feel like the opposing manager's been thrown out at least twice though since I know last night, and I think there was one earlier this year too. Well, maybe we're getting a good home strike zone. Who knows? But in fairness to, to to Pat and to the bats, I mean, until at least the first half, this this team was pretty pretty well stocked with talent. There wasn't was much to complain about. And not that they're they're still you know without. I mean, they still got Stuart Fairchild down here, and they've got Barrows who. Played some and played with the Reds a little bit, so they've got some guys. Are you talking about Jose Barrero? Barrero, yeah. Okay. Well, what is he, Barreros? Barreros. Yeah, same difference. It's not, but it's okay. Tomato, 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 we've, tomato. We've also got the British Open still going on here, the first round uh, out there uh, across the pond. You still understand because I had a Spanish accent on it. Holy Lake, uh, Hoy Lake. <laughs> uh, your boy Patrick Cantlay. Your your pick is doing better than my pick. Lake Ant. Lakehant is uh, he's minus one. He's tied for 18th place right All now. Right. Uh, I, I took Bryson DeChambeau, who I do not like. I picked him to win the tournament. He played poorly today. He's three over. I didn't. I didn't turn it on last night. I watched uh, watched the wrestling, and then I watched the docu. I went from watching Blood and Guts to a, the uh, Dark Side of the Ring on Abdul the Butcher. So full wrestling. So it was full right? like not only wrestling, but like bloody wrestling. Blood and guts. Blood and guts. My you gotta, you gotta say it this, right. My fantasy team for this week is just. Completely, it's we're already doomed. I was a little disappointed for today's uh, graphic on the show. You didn't use the one I sent you for blood and guts. Did you send me something for blood? I and texted guts? you last night. I don't think I even saw that. No, you didn't. I said, I said, it's, I said put it on TBS right now. It's time for, and I sent the graphic of uh, uh, William. Oh, uh, sorry, I saw your Coors Field one. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's by the way. Are we gonna? Can we talk about that? Sure. Why not? I mean, have you? Th- th- that came to like our attention yesterday, and we were like, you know, what's going on here? Apparently, they've been doing this for like five, six years. Yeah, so you said going on for because I found an article about it from 2019. When you left for vacation, you sent me one that was we both thought was pretty funny. Yeah, and I thought it was just some random. Yeah, yeah random. I did thing. too. And then uh, you sent me a couple other ones, and like the, the Rockies, they do this thing at home games where they have game notes. And the the one that you sent me from yesterday, it included a reference to the the the, the, the submersible that was recently. Yeah, the people that one in. went kind of semi viral yesterday. Yeah, and I thought. That's got to be fake. Like I, you know, that, that seems a little. It seems a little too soon to be making fun. But apparently, it's very real, and apparently, the Rockies do this often. Yeah, plus, like we were like, "What's Becky? Who's who's this Becky girl? Like, is is it Becky from Full House or?" Now, they're doing the thing that brands used to do in the early days of Twitter, where it would just be like, you know, Emily left me. I can't believe it, and they would just keep. <laughs> Casually referencing an Emily over the year, it was it was funny. I enjoy. I don't it. remember that, but yeah, I, yeah. game notes. Uh, apparently, the Rockies are doing this because you sent me the one I guess from last night where it says most Coloradans experience sweater <laughs> weather up to six months of the year, starting in early September. Except my girlfriend, who probably needs a cardigan year round because of her ice cube of a heart. Seriously, <laughs> Becky, your insides are so frozen at this point. You should just change your name to Elsa. That that was from like two years ago. Oh, yeah, last year. Yeah, last night. no, this was from like a year ago, and then there was one that. I think from like from 2019, the the Orioles were in their first game in Colorado in like 15 years, and it had like uh, like a stat, you know, like uh, Nolan, uh, what was his name? Uh, not the guy that plays for the Arenado. Cardinals. Yeah, like he was 13 something something, and I was just in the first uh, trimester of my uh, of my divorce with my 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 hatred wife or shrewd that first ex wife or something like that is what it ended with. 
And that was from like four years ago. So it's, apparently they've been, and this has been going on for a while. And poor Becky really did a number on this guy. And, you know, I, I felt kind of bad for not knowing about this. And then I, I Google search it, and all the results for Rockies game notes and scoreboard are all stories from like the last 24 hours. So clearly we weren't alone in not knowing that this was. Yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it, all these stories are like bizarre Rocky scoreboard message. It, it speaks to jilted lovers everywhere and all like, but like then you do see some from 2019. So I wonder if this took. Like if, if if it just, I feel like it's not an every game thing. I feel like it only comes up once every once a year. That's so. well, or maybe yeah, just or maybe not once a year, but just randomly. I guess people just don't. I mean, how many really people are attending Rockies games to begin with? That's true. I mean, it's, they are the worst team in the National League, right? Yeah, I there's mean, one from 2019, 2022 that says, "Life pro tip: Don't put up with anyone who is reckless with your heart. Life will be dramatically better if you don't pay mind to any heartbreaker." Unless it's the Pat Benatar song, or the Mariah Carey uh, yeah. song, or the Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> so to sum up. Song from Heartbreaker equals okay. Real life Heartbreaker equals tell them to scram. That's <laughs> I did see that one too. That yeah, there was one. What's it like? Is it called the Twelve Up or something? What's the, it's one of those like like half websites that that I, I see sometimes on Twitter. Who knows? Hey, yeah, it's one. Of, it's kind of uh, and it's they had wrote an article back in like 2019 about it and posted like four or five of them on on the article and that's how that's Man. how I kind of came across it. I still, I mean the. I just, I mean, how I'm amazed it took this long to go viral. Because the woman that made it go viral, she's like a sports writer for Denver. Like, how has she never seen it before? Yeah, it looks like it's something that they do just maybe a couple of times a, a year. Oh, okay. I'm seeing like a couple of them from 2019, a couple from 2022, and then like a billion of them from the last 24 hours. But I mean, it's one thing, the other ones are fine. Like, the, the whole like Becky, what's wrong? Like, call me. Like, th- those are, it's kind of funny. The Titanic sub joke is, oh, I mean, but that's risky, man. Like, you know, if you're, it's, yeah, if you, I mean, whoever did that, I mean, that's could have gone very differently for you. I feel, I feel like most people are giving it a pass because they're so intrigued by the whole concept, but that's, uh, that's, I don't think, I mean, I don't think anybody's really been going to get canceled over the, the Titanic, uh, Titanic joke, right? I mean, it's, it's not that sensitive, is it? I mean, five people died. I know, but it didn't seem like a lot of people were just almost like, more like mocking the people who are, Paying that much to go into a sub on a Titanic. Well, horrible people online, which is everybody. Well, yeah. <laughs> nothing is. We, we can't have sympathy for anybody anymore, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, it, it just. I feel like that was a, a little bit, a little bit out there. But you think too soon, still. I think too soon. Yeah. Well, what is the deadline for Mike Rutherford on, on, on sensitivity jokes? It depends on the act. So there's no like bottom. There's no just landing, land, uh, line in the sand. Given it's, it's it varies. If you're like an Instagram influencer who puts your head in a like crocodile's mouth for, like, <laughs> to try to get pictures and you get killed, th- th- it's like five hours, right? Like that's I don't, I don't even know if I'd go that long. Instantaneously, yeah, you're you're allowed to be made fun of. If you're one of those, you know, fat rich dudes with nothing better that goes to Africa and tries to hunt and kill elephants and an elephant kills you, yeah, that's another one of those. You get to get made fun of instantaneously. Somebody's not ordering Jimmy John's anytime soon. I'm not. <laughs> well, that guy's dead, isn't he? I don't think he. I thought it's just his career. Did he get killed? I don't think so. <laughs> well, he deserved to get killed. Isn't he the one that was like humping the shark? Was that the one? That guy? <laughs> People were like, "Isn't that Florida's coach?" And they're like, "No." I remember the story. I remember the <laughs> yeah. picture. What was that? What was that Florida coach? Was that was that Ron Zook? Was that was that Zook that was doing it? I don't remember. But it wasn't actually him. No, 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 no. People thought it was him, and it wasn't. <laughs> um, oh, you gotta love the early picture. No, 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 not, not Ron Zook. Jim McElwain. Is that who it was okay? And apparently, okay. he and apparently Jim McElwain like hates it because people genuinely think it was him, 
And he gets, he gets brought up all the time, and he's like, no. He's like, I don't want to be – he's like, just know me as a crappy football coach. Don't know me as the guy who humped his shark. He, he must hate this week. It's shark week. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's – I'm sure he does not like it. But I think, with, you know, with certain things, if it's like a huge tra- tragedy, like you, sh- like you should not be making jokes about it maybe sometimes ever. But with everything else, what, like 20 years? Is that, is that what we're thinking, 20? Yeah. Was it South, South Park said 22? I, I think South Park, yeah, that was what the, the rule yeah. they made, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It goes, it's a case-by-case case deal. Three weeks, though, for something that... You know, Has it been, but it's been more than three weeks, hasn't it? It's been that, it's, I feel like it's three, And it wasn't really a... Na- I mean, it wasn't in this like day a, and age, like, two days feels like four weeks. It like, does. I, I can never tell. It's, and it wasn't like a national tragedy or anything. I mean, it was... It, was, I mean, it, it captivated the nation for a, a period, for sure. Whether or not it should have is an argument, but it... And also, it how did it captivate? Did it captivate, like, can we find these people? It was more like, why are they down there? Well, I think... I think all these things came up. I think that there was, yeah. I mean, there was definitely a big search on. There were like, I mean, nerd news organizations had like five stories a day on that thing. Did they? Which I did love. The Wall Street Journal had this whole thing where it was like, you know, there have been an average of this many stories on the submersible billionaires and only this many stories on this tragedy in Syria or something. And people were like, you've got 18 stories on the submersible people <laughs> and two on Syria. You're put, you can't exactly call out other people when you're part of the problem here. Everybody's part of the problem. It's fine. We're gonna be okay. Not me. Let's go back to not not everybody besides Trevor. I'm no I'm no I'm no spoke in the clog of, of, of the of the of the wheel that is the the media. You know who doesn't have an issue with that? Blood and guts. <laughs> Blood and guts. Everything should be as simple as AEW. Uh we'll, so we'll take our first break when we come Ooh, back. Barbie the movie came out today. Is it, so it's Barbie Oppenheimer Day? It's <laughs> Did they really come out the same day? That's been the whole thing for like a month. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I mean, are you is that just is that coincidence or can, somebody's got to be like let's maybe wait one week to release movie A or B? It's, it's it, the thing is Oppenheimer is like dark and edgy while Barbie's lighthearted and fun, That's, oh, it, which makes for a powerful dichotomy at the box the, office. I'm just letting you know what every joke has been made for the past month and a half. I mean, this whole thing. Can, should we just go to the theater today Opposite and walk up to somebody that's like, like some like a girl dressed in all pink? Go, so you here to see Oppenheimer? <laughs> Like <laughs> took a try, uh, ins- uh, the, what's the insulting dog guy? Uh, Triumph. Triumph do like that when he went to like to the Bon Jovi concert. I love Triumph. It's the, the best of Triumph video is one of the best videos ever we made. We watched it uh, probably a billion times. He goes up to the, the woman at the Star Wars premiere. <laughs> They're all great. Have you ever talked to a woman without giving her your credit card number first? <laughs> so you just had a little Jedi. That's the last time he's ever going to see female. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was pregnant, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's, when he's born, it'll be the last time he it's sees it. It's a great one. It's a great one. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about this uh, this Cardinal barbecue for next week, which prospects are coming. Big weekend for Jeff Brom on the horizon as he continues to tear it up in recruiting this summer. It's Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Check out details.
<laughs> I can see Young Trevor just hating the song. I when it first came out, I did. It gets catchy. It, oh yeah, it gets. Yeah, now I can handle it. But like when it first came out, I was working at uh, Joe Muggs. Uh, in, you uh, can touch. <laughs> you know you can play. And my manager, I never forget his name, Mark, uh, very flamboyant, flamboyant guy, great, great manager, loved this song and would play it just like nonstop. <laughs> and it was just like, God, he's sitting at Joe Muggs and like for like a six hour shift just listening to this, shot, this song like on repeat over and over. It was. I can see how that would get old. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, and there was a time when I think I knew all the lyrics. Like I'd just be walking around my house. Or my apartment, I like on on the Crescent Hill, and just be like, just singing this song. People just looking at me. Poor Khaleesi just walked up to me. She's like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> but now, yeah, it's a very catchy song. I don't mind. I don't hate it. Uh, I think they, they got like sued over it, but they won the lawsuit, I believe. Did they? I don't, was it Aqua? Aqua, yeah. I don't, yeah. Like, Did you I, go on to great things after that? I don't think. <laughs> Did they really need to? I mean, as long as they didn't lose, get like lose the lawsuit on the song, they probably. With this movie especially coming out, I mean, I would think they probably made a pretty good, uh, I mean, this video right there off their actual website has 1.2 billion views. Would you believe that Aqua is still an active band? Oh, yeah. They're Swedish, right? Danish. It's close enough. Same thing. Basically. (laughs) It's all across the pond, right? (laughs) They've taken several breaks. It's not in America, so I mean. (laughs) They've taken several breaks, but they they are still making music, still touring, still doing the damn thing. Uh, they did. You're, you're right. The group also caused controversy with the double entendres in their Barbie Girl single, with Mattel filing a lawsuit against the group. The lawsuit was finally dismissed by a judge in 2002 who ruled, quote, the parties are advised to chill. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a parody of, of a that's celebrity, the, so you can't That's the coolest judge that. I've ever heard in my entire life. He, what was the quote? The, the parties are advised to chill. <laughs> If you're looking, if if he was looking to become, or she was looking to become, known as a cool judge, it's like something. It worked. Did they did they go like on Judge Judy or Night Court? Bros, 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 homies. It's a it's a it's a doll, guys. Let me get to my ruling right quick. Mattel, you make like seven billion dollars every minute. Do you really need to sue them for this? I rule. Come on, y'all. Just chill. Just chill a little bit. It goes on public record. That guy will always be known as the one that said to just chill. It's in the second paragraph of their Wikipedia page. <laughs> it's quite the... I think uh, we talk about... You don't have a Wikipedia page, do you? I don't. We need to create you one. I have an IMDb page. What were you in that get you an IMDb? That Red V Blue documentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to this day, I've sadly never seen. Oh, really? It's, it's, it's I mean, when, it, when I knew it was coming out, I was so excited. I was like, I want to watch this. I want to watch this. The timing of it, doing it so perfect. And I have the very first line. Yeah, for some reason, I never... Because it was only on, like, a KET or something, wasn't it? Or They had DVDs, and it was on KET. It, it's a, I think initially, because Adam was... Lefko was, was, was heavily involved. His goal was to make it into... Something that was like a 30 for 30. Because that's how apparently these... It'd be a great 30 for 30. Apparently 30 for 30s get... Sometimes they're con, they're they're done contractually. There's an idea and they, they, they hire somebody to do it. But a lot of times it's somebody who's just making a documentary about something and then it gets picked up by the production company and they sort of turn it into a 30 for 30. And that's what he was hoping would happen. And unfortunately it, it didn't. But uh, it was those guys were... They were all very cool. If you... Because if, Louisville deserves, needs a 30 for 30. The fact they don't have one is sad. Would you be okay with it on the not 2013 like run of us meeting Kentucky in the first final our matchups first final four matchup 2012 you mean or 2012 excuse me I'm sorry or would uh, 13 be better because we won the title 
uh, or like one on just the early like Doctors of Dunk. I think Doctors of Dunk would be a cool. I mean, I think both should be done, but yeah, you could you could do either one. Yeah, the Wikipedia page for uh, Red v Blue it lists like the the film features, and the first two people that are, that are listed that don't have Wikipedia pages are me and Matt Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Which Matt Jones probably How does Matt not he have should a probably wiki- have a Wikipedia page? Yeah, I'm amazed he doesn't either. Because some some of the things that people do have wiki pages does shock me compared to the ones that don't. Well, I've got friends who have Wikipedia pages who definitely don't deserve them. I mean, I guess I, I would create it for you, but I mean, I'm blocked. I don't deserve a Wikipedia. I, I mean, they they I mean, the Wikipedia people are just like out to get me. It's a conspiracy. I'm telling you. What do you mean? Oh, because you're you're locked up. Because <laughs> of my seventy two Olympics and yeah and everything. Oh, hey, Patrick Ryan, let me know. My IMDb page does also feature my work on the Truth, the realest sports show with Master P. Does it really? <laughs> I haven't checked it in seven years. So who, who updated that? <laughs> I think it has you mean there was one person that randomly saw that show that aired one time, like sixty percent of it, and then they were like, "We need to add this to his page." I do have two credits now. Credits, two credits on my IMDb page. They used to always have the thing where it was like. Yeah, they they ranked all the stars, and if you had like you know you, you get like mojo, and so I would check every like couple months, and it was like you moved up from like the three hundred and fifty thousand person to like three forty eight thousand, like whatever. I'm like, what did I do? But you always wanted to check on that, and now I don't think that they. Now I'm a little upset because I've done dozens, if not hundreds, of episodes of Sunday Sports Buzz on there. It's the Sunday Sports Buzz on IMDb. I mean, it's a television show. Well, I mean. No offense, I mean it was. It I'm was, just asking, is it on IMDb? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it was, but it was a TV show. Well, it ran for like seven years. It was. I mean, it was it me or Nick? I mean, Roush was on there several times. Obviously, uh, TJ's been on there. Greg Brom was on there multiple times. Handsome Jimmy, Chip I'm looking, Cosby. I'm looking at the page for the show. I was on that show a couple times. Were you on it? Yeah. Who were you on it with? Uh, Greg Brom. Probably and, that would and Chip Cosby. Yeah, that was, that was our early days. Yeah, and they kept asking me to do it. I was like, I'm not. No, it's Sunday well, night. It was it was live too. I it was, know it, it was, was late. Pain was like, in the butt. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think that. The worst one didn't was get a lot of traction from the first two appearances. The, <laughs> you didn't get stalked. <laughs> I mean, the worst was I mean it was the Sunday. Later in the show, we moved it like we would record it on Sunday mornings at uh, Zaxby's, and it would air that night. Which that was part. That was that was awesome because we'd get there. We do the show. I grab some lunch and I get home in time for like the football to start. When we would do it live, we Super Bowl Sundays was just a my, my nightmare because we'd have to get there. The show'd go on like at eleven, but we'd have to get there at like eight thirty nine to get it you know prepped and ready. So we were like I'd leave basically like in the second quarter of the Super Bowl and not be able to watch the rest of the game, which kind of all right, so I've got it so, so IMDb they still do the star meter thing where they rank all the everybody, but you've got to pay to see it. I don't like that. That sucks. When did you have to pay for IMBD? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize you had a subscription thing. But the the show no, page for the the Master P show, it's got the cast and it's just Master P with a glorious headshot and then Mike Rutherford there with no headshot. Somebody add my headshot. I don't even know how to do this. Well, at least I mean, at least you're getting knowledge for your one TV appearance. I mean, as I pointed out, I've done multiple and I don't even get nothing. Best I still get is Trevor Mary's Kelsey when you do a Google search of my name. <laughs> Which I think those two love birds are still going strong. <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, well, now, now, now I'm curious. So now, now I want to know. Thanks. I, I'm, Patrick was on that very quickly when I mentioned I had an IMDb page. He's texting us five seconds later to be like, "Oh, the the Truth Show is on there too." Thank you. 
Anyways, uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We're going to get to that in just a second. Before we do that, the 502 barbecue, I'm, I'm just going to call it that. I, I don't want to call, oh, like call it the barbecue. It's, yeah, they've done it before. I, I don't care if it was a Satterfield thing. It's previously known as the 502 BBQ. It's now the was, Cardinal BBQ. See, I was going to say, do, should you go 502 BBQ or 502 barbecue? I'm leaning towards the the, the I th- former. I think 502 BBQ. I like BBQ. I like that one too. But they that was a Satterfield thing, so I guess they feel like they can't do it anymore. So now it's just the Cardinal barbecue. But it's going down no. next week, Wednesday the 26th through July uh, 29th. That's Saturday, and it's going to be headlined by a couple of five star prospects. We got two five stars in town. These are all class of 2025 kids. You're getting the ball rolling on the class after the current class. And the two five-stars who are going to be in town, the number 10 overall player in the class, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings, uh, is Jonte Gilbert, who's a safety from Georgia, uh, the Atlanta area. Um, and then, I take it back, the, uh, uh, the other kids from the Atlanta. They're both from, no, I'm, I'm right. He, he, Jonte Gilbert is the safety from Atlanta. He's okay. five-star safety. Caleb Cunningham is the five-star wide receiver from Mississippi. Two of the top 25 players in the class, Cunningham's number 10, Gilbert's number 24. That's where I, I, got, to, I, I got a little bit mixed up. But you've also got D'Air Hill. You've also got Ivan Taylor. You've also got Eric Winters. Add three guys to the mix. You've got five of the top 100 prospects in the class of 2025, again, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. The, uh, the, D'Air Hill is a wide receiver. Ivan Taylor's another safety, and then Eric Winters is a linebacker. So you got guys across the board, couple of three defensive players, two offensive players. Those are the, the five biggest names that are going to be in town, but they're not the only elite juniors that are going to be at UofL this coming weekend. You've got a bunch of four-star prospects. You've got uh, Russell Babineau, who's a wide receiver from Louisiana. With that last name, you kind of have to be. He's the 203rd overall player in the class. You've got John Baker a tight end from Detroit. You've got Jerron Blackwell, a safety from North Carolina. you got Preston Bowman, wide receiver from, from uh, Ohio. And, I mean, you look at these guys, and a lot of them, they all have the high, the high star rankings. But the cool thing is you look at their offer sheets, and I know that that's sort of what you – it's a better way to judge the prospects than just looking at the star ranking, looking at their number ranking. Almost all of these guys have power conference offers. We're not going after guys anymore that we're competing with you know, App State or Wright State. Kalen Edwards, defensive line, 330-pounder out of Tennessee. Offers from Arkansas, Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri, Tennessee. Elijah Dotson, athlete out of Detroit. Michigan, Penn State, Pitt, Tennessee, Wisconsin. 357th overall player in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. There are, my, my point is there are a ton of kids coming in uh, next week. This is a huge event. I mean, I, I can't I, – I, I, I don't even have time to count up the number of, of prospects that we actually have coming. It just feels like it doesn't stop. Locally, Isaac Sowles, who, who's uh, is maybe the best player locally in the class of 2025. He's a male high school kid. He's going to be there, offensive guard. He's 6'2", 285 pounds. Already has offers from South Carolina, Wake, and Kentucky. Um, if you're looking for quarterbacks, there are going to be some quarterbacks in the house. Jameer Spain out of Cincinnati, Ohio. He is uh, 6'3", 180 pounds. Has offers from mostly lower-level schools at this point, Toledo, UNLV, Akron. He's going to be there. Um, Jeff Brom has it going. And to get some of these players on campus, especially in the wake of the TJ Capers commitment and what we did with the 2023 class and what we're in the process of doing with the 2024 class, 
it just feels like the good times are going to keep rolling. And then imagine if the team overachieves to the point that some people are projecting them to this year. Imagine we go 10-2 and and make the ACC title game. It's only going to increase your visibility and presumably give you better chances to land some of these kids in recruiting moving forward. I know. I know. No, no, no. We haven't actually had a game yet. I guess it's official. I get that officially, we haven't had a game yet. And Breaking news. Things could go a different direction as, as the season unfolds. I don't see that happening. And that said, how is it in any possible, like, just any way you're a UL fan and you cannot just be over the moon about this football program and the way it's the direction it's headed? I mean, is there anything that you could, like, say, like, oh, man, this, yeah, it's all great, but... Like I can't, not right now. Other than sure. other than unless you want to be like, well, we haven't played a game yet. That's I mean that's the, I that's mean, the thing. That's it. it. It's but, kind of a big thing. But I mean, and I know it is. I, I get that. But I mean, still, I mean, it's just I mean, just what? Just we're not even talking about like what's on paper for just this year. We're talking. You're talking about like these recruits, and I just like I'm just like googling a couple of them as fast as I can as you're doing it, and like you know just like the receiver you mentioned, uh, you know Cunningham. You know, this is a six-three, two hundred-pound wide receiver. That's you know Auburn, Alabama, Florida. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it just everyone you're naming them. Just these are your top prospects. And I know you. Obviously, we're not going to get every one of them. We get a couple is awesome, but I mean, the fact that you said you're, they're coming in, this you get a chance to sell them. I mean, I just I, I don't know how you cannot I mean, just be listen to this real quick. Just 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 bursting I of excitement. I, for I mentioned football. five top one hundred players are coming, and that's really just that's the the headline. But we've got so many players in the top three. Look at the, I mean, I'm just going in alphabetical order. Look at the last five prospects that are going to be here this weekend. Amari Wallace, the safety from Miami, offers from Alabama, Miami, Oklahoma, Penn, uh, Penn State, Tennessee, USC, 162nd yeah. overall player in the class. Uh, Lamison Waller. Athlete from California. Offers from Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Penn State. 249th overall player in the class. Jet White. I want Jet White. Look at that name. Please be a wide receiver. Cornerback ah, from California. We're switching him. 131st overall player in the class. Offers from Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Notre Dame. Everybody, basically. If your name's Jet, you have to be offensive player, Tony right? Tony Williams. <laughs> We've had success with Tony Williams over the years. We have had some Tony Williamses. An athlete from West Palm Beach. Offers from Florida State, Penn State, Pitt, USC, Arkansas, Kentucky. 136th overall player in the class. And then the last player, alphabetically, we've mentioned him already, Eric Winters, 95th overall player in the class, linebacker with offers from Clemson, Georgia, LSU, Miami, Oklahoma. I mean, these are the guys that have offers from everybody, everywhere. And they are choosing to spend a weekend in late July at UofL. This for, is for some barbecue, that, which we do well. This just didn't used to happen, and this this is going to be. I mean, this is the they're giving them jets weekend. I want to see what Jeff Brom pulls out. It's his. Yeah, this oh, is we're his, giving Jet a jet. This is his first real summer. This is the first time he's had to experience. They've done it up big the last couple of years. I'm sure he'll be working with the NIL people that have helped put this event on the last couple of years. I mean, what's he going to do to top what's been going on? Are we going to give him jet skis? Are we going to give him Ooh. jet packs? Are we going to give him? I don't know. Free tickets to the Balloon Glow for next year? I mean, we already giving people horses, right? We, we, free rides in the Derby? When we were going to name, was it last year we were going to name Derby horses after people? Look, people have laughed at my, my Balloon Glow take as if it's some sort of joke. It's like 1-0, right? We got Trey White. And yeah. We know how hard it is for Kenny Payne to land players in the transfer portal. <laughs> Never underestimate general, man. Never <laughs> underestimate the power of the balloon glow. Like we couldn't get anybody else to the transfer portal besides the kid that he knew since he was little and got to Kentucky. But yeah. we get a, an impact transfer from USC, boom, balloon glow weekend.
Bring all these kids back for the balloon glow. <laughs> the only other transfer portal was his son. <laughs> I liked Zan's highlight in the highlight videos. I like and how Peyton Seaman retweeted and said, dude, you got to dunk that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Peyton, you got to watch, watch more Zan highlights, buddy. Yeah, that's, that's, Zan did look slimmed down. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> he looked slimmed down to me. Okay. I don't want to see him on the floor looking wow. slim down this year. The but things that make you feel positive about these two programs is two completely different <laughs> scripts. <laughs> We're listing off 17 kids who have offers from Clemson and Florida State and Miami. We're like, well, Zan also looks a little thinner. But, but you want to feel positive about basketball? Zan's looking like he's getting buff. <laughs> don't say this isn't a positive radio show. You guys only talk good about Jeff Rob. I said Zan Payne was looking skinny. What do you want me to do? What more can you say? <laughs> you brought us the balloon glow. I got you, Trey White, damn it. We're doing, I'm doing everything I I'm can. I'm putting that on your Wikipedia page, by the way. Single-handedly, single-handedly Trey landed White. Trey White for Louisville. If he averages like 25 <laughs> points per game this year, all I can say is you're welcome. And yeah. hype up the balloon glow next year. Well, we'd have to put his like face on one of the balloons, right? Trey's Louisville. <laughs> on a balloon. Yeah, yeah, we better go first name on that one. It's like right next to Kroger. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, but anyways, the point of this before we got the, sidetracked. The point was the fact that Jeff there's zero, zero way, I guess, I mean, I, gave, I, did, I guess I did give you one little inkling of the what you haven't played yet, but there's really zero reason not to be just, I mean, doing backflips, like me pole vaulting, like excitement, running from an alligator, excitement, The just for this football, I, I mean, 43 days, 43, I, I mean, I'm counting them down like... I feel like I feel like the, the kid in you know eighth grade waiting for summer vacation. In, in all seriousness, I don't. I can't remember we, the last time I was excited, like, man. This is awesome. D- don't get me wrong. It, it's been great to see Jeff Brom. You know, we, we were talking about his uh, his appearance on the Jim Rome show yesterday, and how great it is to hear him talk, and all the good vibes that have been back. There's word out of the U of L ticket office that yeah, we may be nearing a sellout of season tickets, which is insane to think about when the numbers have been so low the last couple of years. We really and truly, like, like and I, this, I don't think this is hyperbolic. We need this season to go very well. Oh, yeah. I we mean, need, when you say go well, like eight, just eight minimum eight. Like, like, we, we, I don't know if you've had this experience, but people in my life, and I would assume that, you know, we got diehards listening. If you're listening to the show on July 20th, you're probably a, a diehard, or you, you know, you you you're here for the nonsense, or you just hate listening because you're a UK fan. You just but, can't reach the dial. <laughs> yeah, but a solid majority of you are probably diehards, and I, I'm sure you've probably had a similar experience to the one that I've had. Like, there are a lot of people in my life who were gung ho about this stuff ten years ago, who were living and dying with with Cardinal basketball and Cardinal football, and getting into the updates, who are just checked out might be too strong. But who just don't feel the way that they used to about it? Like they just like I, I mean, look at my, my like my wife for example. She still loves the sport. She still gets into it, but she's not like nearly as excited about any of the summer news as she used to be. She's not like getting as excited about the seasons as she used to be. And I, I think the primary reason for that, well, there, there are a number of reasons for it, but the primary is the two showcase sports for U of L have not been pulling their weight basically since Lamar Jackson left and since Rick Pitino left. Yeah, the, the the losing wears wears it down on you. It does, and the, the scandals certainly play a part. I, I think that there's been a disconnect between the fan base and some of the higher ups at U of L uh, over the course of these regime changes. That just you know, people have tried to mend that, people have tried to figure that out, and it just hasn't happened. And it feels like for the first time, 
and you know, basketball will, will be what basketball is. Hopefully it can be great and, and it can just keep the ball rolling. But it feels like there's a real opportunity for this whole thing to feel like it used to, to feel like it did in I mean, when we were first getting really good in the mid-2000s, when Charlie Strong was taking things to another level and we had Rick Pitino competing for national championships simultaneously. It, it, if Jeff can – I mean, Jeff is wildly loved in this community. For, oh, what yeah. he, for what he did here as a player, for his time here as a coach. I think people thought he got a raw deal, yep. understandably so, when Steve oh, Cragthorpe was here. Yeah. Uh, people obviously love Brian. Uh, not me, but most people love Brian. Everyone loves Greg. Everyone loves Greg. I love Greg. I love Everyone Greg. loves the big O. Like, it just yeah. feels like the stars have aligned here for something that we can get really excited about for the first time in a long, long time. And as a fan base, we need a spark. Like, we need something that brings that peripheral crowd back into the fold full-time. That, that crowd that is like, you know, I, I used to live and die with UofL. There's just other things that are capturing my mind. If they're not going to, to give me something to feel really overly good about, I'm not going to dedicate that portion of myself to this again. We need those people back. And I think the only way to make that happen is to have something resembling a really special season in one of the two focal sports. And we've got momentum People want to jump, I think, fully on board with this football program. And like you've said, like, like you've alluded to a couple of times, it's going to take actually winning games for that to happen. And there's a great opportunity for that to happen this fall. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they need to go 11 and 1 or 12. No, no, no. Just get us off to a nice start. Like, get people dreaming. You know, if going 5 and 0 with Notre Dame coming to town would be incredible. I'm not saying that has to happen. But give us the, the type of uh, 9 and 3, I, I think, would be with a couple of, uh, of key wins, beating Kentucky. Just get us back to this being fun again. I mean, eight wins with a win against Kentucky, I think, would definitely quench the thirst of the fan base. I think, especially right. with what you have in the future that, that we've mentioned coming coming in. Still, I mean, because it's not just this this what we have on paper right now, which is a lot and, and a lot of youth too as well. I mean, granted, you know, with the transfer portal, you know, just because you have a guy that's a freshman or a sophomore doesn't mean he's going to be here for his junior or senior year, sure. even going pro. But you know, just but you know. You may lose, you may also gain. I mean, it's just, and we've gained as well, as much as we've lost, at least under Brahma, it feels like. Maybe more gained than lost, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, eight, eight wins, I think, will definitely quench it. I think seven, you know, wouldn't, like, make anybody mad. A 6-6 six six record would not be a good thing at all. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, I yeah, I, I don't even remember, like, yeah, you had to go back to, like, yeah, Lamar's sophomore year for me to, like, going into a sophomore year post, you know, the A&M freshman game. To like to have this kind of excitement going, in. and I would even, even then, I don't even know if that, that that's this season's like that season matches the excitement I have going into this season with Jeff Brom. There was a lot of excitement in 2017. I mean, you kind of forget because it just didn't go well, but that was a I think a preseason top 15, top 20 team. Yeah, coming out that was the junior yeah. year, Brom. Yeah, coming off the Heisman winner, right? So, yeah, yeah. I think I think people were excited about Lamar coming back, but since he left, we kind of there hasn't been a feeling like this. No, no. I mean, no. And we were ranked, I think, preseason in Satterfield's second year, the the COVID year, which just went horribly, horribly awry. But it, even then, like it just didn't feel like there was the connection that we have right now. And it just, it, I really, really, really want it to work because I really want this to get back to feeling the way it did before all the uh, the nonsense started, if we want to call it that, back in in like fall of 2017. Now we just gotta get basketball back. Now we gotta get basketball going, and maybe it'll happen this year too. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll hear from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. It's Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Thursday to you here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Go party. 
schedule your appointment today. Remember, stay cool, stay comfortable, stay air served. Can do the best that you can do is hire Rob. <laughs> Jeffy does what he pleases. All of his life, he is master's toys. <laughs> He's just a head coach. <laughs> I didn't know your knowledge of really his life one extreme. day. <laughs> I'm only gonna like the first two letters, the first Pretty two verses. Impressed. I thought you were, I thought you were just gonna keep going the entire <laughs> way. Uh, one day I'm gonna actually practice these instead of just trying to go off on, on a whim. Well, then it would be less fun. Yeah, you're true. I do better when I just kind of go off my off the hip. Hour number two here on Is my dog in there? And ninety six won the big X. She's not. <laughs> she was lying. Oh no, next she's thing. okay. She, yeah, I was say she moved back there a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, she usually sometimes I think she likes laying in there because that vent right behind you. Like the Khaleesi is, she can find one thing. It's the coldest spot in a room. Yeah, she usually just lies right here on the on the floor. Yeah, she because that that vent right behind you blows right down on oh, the top, and it, she yeah. loves that. Uh, I would do. I need to warn you though. She, I I comb her out for almost an hour a night. It feels like she's got that coat that she. It's, I can tell. She's yeah, I, I'm gonna go and tell you right now. If you're wearing black, I'm gonna. I should have warned you. Sorry, dude. Oh, it's okay. It's yeah. I it's can't. Dog. You have no idea. Like I, I I comb her out outside. I used to do it indoors, but it just. I couldn't do it anymore because, I mean, she'll fill up a trash can in, in just one night. I believe it. It's it's a luckily her, her Arya her sister doesn't require it because she just sheds it, and so I just have to for her. I just go out and I just take a, a broom in the living room and just sweep it all from the side of the wall. Like I don't have to comb her out. She just drops it. Khaleesi does it. It mats up if I don't like comb her out. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so I have to I go outside and smoke a couple of cigarettes and right and left and then comb her out for like an hour. Uh, she I, loves it though, at least. At least she does. Like, does Pepper hate being? She's not a she's not a comb out dog. Penny, she, Penny, Penny. That's well, not Pepper. Yeah, so. Penny. No, she doesn't shed that badly. Okay, she sheds a decent amount, but she. Uh, but not to where you have to like cut like. We no, we we rarely have to brush her. We take her to the groomer once every probably like three months or so. That's what I do with the cocker spaniel. Yeah, which our groomer we just found out today is is like closing next week. So we gotta find. Well, that sucks. If you have a recommendation, let us uh, know. I go the one in Plantation. We went to we used to go to Pose in, in St. Matthews, and they are shutting down. So getting her in for one last groom next week, and then we'll have to figure out where we're gonna go after that. Uh, Leonard Hamilton, who's he's turning seventy five in August. And was a great character on the wire. He was Bunny Colvin, yep. my dad's arch enemy. Uh, he despises Leonard. He adopted uh, uh, the guy. What was the? the okay, we, we, we don't need to get <laughs> stay focused. He a lot of talk about him potentially retiring. You know, Florida State is not. I know that they haven't been as good the last couple of years. They're not recruiting as well. Uh, he is seventy five years old, even if he looks like he's forty five. He does. And so he got asked about it by Jeff Goodman. His response was, "I'm about as energized as I've been in a while after last season. I don't fish. I don't hunt." I hate playing golf. I'm not into traveling. I love gospel music and coaching. I'm healthy, and I enjoy what I'm doing. I want so very much to get our program back after last year. I have no plans to retire right now. 
I feel great. All I could think of when I read the quote was, do you remember the, the doctor knocked up when they finally settle on a, on a delivery room doctor? And he's like, he's like, he's like, I don't take vacations. I hate Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> and then he ends up being on vacation when they when they need him. No, even though he was in San Francisco for a bar mitzvah. San Francisco for a bar mitzvah. Yeah. No, my mind actually went to the. Uh, You're dead. You're Tupac. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because you said golf, but like my mind went to the coworker at old school that's trying to get into the the uh, the sorority or oh, the uh, fraternity. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, like I only on golf Sundays. on Sundays. I hate. Golf. Really good hate. Golf. <laughs> my, I don't know why my mind went there. <laughs> so Leonard Hamilton not going anywhere anytime soon unless he's forcibly removed, which probably won't happen. I mean, you wouldn't. If you're Florida State, you pretty much he's let him pretty well. do what he wants. Yeah, I mean, but, he's uh, your probably maybe if not your most successful, arguably your second most successful coach ever. Speaking of Jeff Goodman, so I realized we, we had the text. Uh, I couldn't figure out what was happening with people talking about TJ and Jeff Goodman. I was like, did they have Jeff Goodman on their show? There was a... John Fanta, they do these Twitter spaces where it's basically like a live podcast on Twitter. Yeah. And you can have people on and guests on, and you host like a live show, and people can see it and they can click on it if they want to listen. And Fanta from Field of 68 had TJ on, I guess. The guy I thought was John Grossman. He looks a lot like Jack Grossman. <laughs> Jack Grossman for a while. So I, I guess TJ and Goodman kind of went at it a little bit, and TJ was, was according to the UK fans and the, and the KRC fans, kind of giving it to Goodman, putting it over on him a little bit, and and they were kind of going back and forth, which I loved. I thought that was great. Yeah. And I got to give, so I give props to TJ there, and I've got to give major props major. to Nick Roush. Major props. So there, Roush is is at SEC Media Days, and yesterday was Stoops' day to talk, and it was he's making the rounds, and Roush did this live interview on camera with him, and. It, the stones he had to ask this question were fantastic. Have you this, seen the video? I, I saw it. I'm, I'm, Nick, I love you. I did see it. I didn't get a chance to w- watch it. But, I mean, again, this is the same one who called Joey Gatewood fence tile. So he so – nothing would shock me. Stoops, and he's talking – he's like, he's like, you know, you're, you're getting a little bit up there in age. Have you ever thought about bringing it home? And you can tell Stoops is like, what do you mean? And <laughs> Roush points at his hair. Because Roush has a fully shaved bald head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know. Bring it home. And Stoops realizes it. It could go one of two ways. Stoops was very cool about it. He rolled with it, and he was like, yeah, I'm sure one day like, I'm trying the best I can. Because he doesn't have much hair left, but he's still like styling it and doing that stuff. <laughs> it was just a very, like, I was like, damn, that was awesome. Well done, Roush. It was wonderful. What's well, what I going to do? Kick Roush out until we can't interview him. <laughs> I, Stoops could be, yeah, I mean, maybe. You know, you never know. But he, yeah, I mean, Stoops, to his credit, I, I think took it very well and rolled with it. But it was, like, out of all the crap SEC Media Day content that I've seen, that was the best thing that I've seen. I was like, this is – I haven't gotten anything good out of SEC Media Days besides the Petrino talk and Jimbo answering questions about him that seem wholly disingenuous. But this was – I was like, that was a good moment. Props to our KRC guys. They're getting it done this week. You just like the bald question. No, you, it, it was good. Yeah. When are you going to bring it home? It's, it's a tough decision for, for a man. It's a tough call. What about you when you bring it home? I've already brought it home. Well, you don't shave it, though. I have. It just it's too much work. I, I take a one now and just shave it all the way around. But if I do, I don't have a guard. Like I, I will nick myself up a lot and like it's I don't I can't do that every week. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I'm I thought about it on occasion and I know mine's not as Yeah, you're fine. Thinning it. But it's getting thinning on top, trust me. You can see it. I don't You've know. Got a little bit of time. It's yeah, I've, well, I've probably got a good amount of time Classic on my shoe pattern. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I see the buds right here. Six, eight months, maybe. <laughs> Year tops. Let me see the ring again. <laughs> but uh, I'm, but there have been times where, as much as anything, it just I hate getting. I don't know why I hate going to get my hair cut. 
and which is I, I used to back which then. is why it probably gets too long sometimes. And it's, it, I, I'm like about a month overdue from haircut now, and it's annoying me. Now, granted, I'm also used to go to the same place. I went to the same place for almost like a decade. Now I think they closed. So I started going somewhere new. I think I told you last time I got my haircut, they made me look like Ann Hesh from like 1990, like six days and seven nights, and I didn't like it. I can see you pulling that off. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Not the look I was looking. I wasn't looking for night. I didn't go in and like, can I get 1990s lesbian chic? But, you know, that's what I got. And so there's time. And also, I just hate going because I, just, I don't like the awkward, like, the conversation. conversation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just, I used to dread going back in the day. It, yeah. Sure. What do you do? What do you do? Like, do you, do you just be quiet? Is it rude? If she talks to you, should you just, like, like giggle? I mean, I finally, so, I, I don't know. I mean, so when I finally decided to just, like, just shave everything. So I, I thought about doing that. Yeah. I held on for a few years. It was, it was two years ago before vacation. So it's, it's been over two years now. And, like, you're staring in the mirror, and all I can think of, and I know you haven't seen this movie, so the reference isn't going to play with you, but the Royal Tenenbaum scene where Luke Wilson is, like, he's staring in the mirror. It ends up being a suicide scene. It was not, but he's, like, staring in the mirror. He starts just, like, shaving his head out of nowhere, and Elliot Smith's Needle in the Hay, which is, like, just horribly depressing song starts playing. It's all I could think of is I, like, shaved for, like, the first time. Like, I didn't, like, tell anybody I was doing it. I just came downstairs. I was like, it happened. Mary's like, it looks good. I was like, thank you. And now that's me forever now. (laughs) Once you make that jump, you just you never go back. But you you're still grows like a little bit on the horseshoe effect on the on the back side. It does, of it. but that's just because I don't like I don't do. You just don't like that. shaving it. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's too much effort, but it's it's I'm, gone. I'm more I'm worried there. just about doing it for me, just because I just like, I mean I have a really weird odd shaped head. So do I. Which is why and, I, and I tried just, to hold off for as long. Which why you could go with hats, I guess. Also afterwards, even I, mean, I guess like I don't. I've always just worn hats. Yeah, it's I did. Like, I had a hat phase. I just didn't. Uh, but I just I don't know. I don't. I, I feel like the, like the the head of hair is like the last like thing I'm holding on to in my youth though, which is because my hearing's going you're, out. You're 43, bud. <laughs> Neither one of us holding on to anything from our youth besides maybe this job. <laughs> my, my PS5. It's, t- it's, it's time to stop holding on to stuff from. No, the youth I don't want to let go. I'm still young at heart. To make another knocked up reference, you're you're like uh, from this is 40 when she's like it's over. My youth is over when she's kicked out of the club. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still, I still, I can still be hip. I can still hang out with the kids. The cool card has been checked in. I mean, I, I went to my first cool high school party just within uh, after forty. Why can't I just be? You've really got to stop telling. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can be. I wasn't there as a narc either. I was just. I, I think I can. I, I think I can still be cool and hip. All right, let's go to the Thornton sex line five zero two four one four. 1450 is the Thornton Sex Line number. Reminder, download the Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you money at the pump, save you money inside. Anytime you stop into yep. one of the 75,269 area Thornton's locations, there's that many of them for a reason. They know what they're doing. Get you some good Thornton's grub, get you a nice fill-up from Thornton's, and then text us at 502-414-1450. Thornton's is the place to be, and that ain't no cap. Ain't no, <laughs> ain't no cap. <laughs> Texture says, All right, this is a good start. Okay. I'm the guy who asked for advice on how to approach the, a girl at my apartment pool. Oh, I've, yeah. I've got an update for you all. Good. Not going great. <laughs> I see why TK isn't the last one to get laid at Kelsey Mander. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> Honestly, the fact that you asked Trevor for advice. Wait a minute. Hold up. Why does it got to be me? Maybe the advice was good. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you did it wrong. We need more information. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Also, I mean, how am I supposed to know? Maybe, I mean, I don't know what I'm working with here. She could have been out of your league. 
I could have been working, you know, on, a, on an up, I'm uphill battle over here. Yeah, you talk to me, though. <laughs> Texture says, I was asking if your voice sounded modulated. Texture says, TK sounds like a golden god today, dot, 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 that has smoked for 80 years. <laughs> golden god. What is that? What is that off of? Uh, almost famous. Thank I you. am oh, a golden god. Thank you. I keep I'm on part. drugs. <laughs> I dig music. Yeah. Let's rethink those last words. Just some real Topeka people, man, looking to have a good time. Do you want to see me feed a pet rat to my snake? Yes. yes. <laughs> I just have this lamp. <laughs> Texas says, give hey. us a Mike Rutherford health update. It's better the last couple of days. Still not. You seem a little cheerier. Yeah. The last couple of days, the sleep's helped. I woke. I felt last night was the first time where I was like, all right, I feel semi-normal. So good. semi-normal is the best I can hope for these days. That's semi-normal is all we can ask for in general, right? That's my new baseline. It should be. All of your baseline. I, mean, I wish our basketball program was semi-normal. I would take semi-normal in a lot of areas of life. Yeah, I would do. Texas, any thoughts on Jim Phillips' job as ACC commissioner being in trouble after being named in the Northwestern lawsuits? So I, I mentioned this when they did. We got talk about that last, last week when I was gone. The Northwestern stuff at all. I think it came up a couple of weeks ago for the first time, and I did kind of one of the things that I mentioned in passing. We didn't go in depth on it at all, but yeah. I did say. I wonder if this is going to have any sort of effect on Jim Phillips because he was the president of Northwestern while this was all happening, and now he's the ACC commissioner. He has officially been named in the, the latest lawsuit regarding the, the hazing stuff, which I love. The, the, we did have it. There was, there was an all-time quote today, and I'm not making light of any of this stuff, but there was a, a fantastic quote. Uh, I, I guess a new story came out today with new allegations, and the headline – from Pro Football Talk, oh, good Lord. was it said the hazing at Northwestern reportedly dates back to the 1990s, and a new article from the Athletic includes this memorable quote from a former player: "From a former player, quote, it was weirdo fat guys on the team doing weirdo fat guy bleep the <laughs> s word." <laughs> now I had a as a weirdo fat guy, I'm somewhat offended by that headline. So a friend of mine from high school was a was was an offensive tackle who played at Northwestern for from like 2003 through 2008. Oh, uh, or I guess 07. So, I mean, he, but he, Dylan was very much not a weirdo fat guy. I don't think he would have fit into the, the mold here, but I do kind of want to reach out and be like, hey, man, what was, <laughs> what was going on back, back then? But Dylan, well, well, that would have, would the weirdo fat guy stuff been in the 90s or was it like Gert, yeah, the Gary was, Barnett days? That's what they're saying. They're, they're saying this dates back to like when Pat Fitzgerald was there, when, when he was playing. On yeah, the, which the Rose Bowl team, the Gary, yeah, the '96 yeah. team, yeah. When Damian Anderson was there too, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, Darnell Autry. Autry was a beast. Played for the Eagles, yeah. Here. So, like, that was a, a great quote. But as far as Jim Phillips, I mean, you'd think, like, like let's say that more comes out and it looks even worse. You, I, I don't know if his job would be in jeopardy, but maybe it should be. Like, he hasn't, done a, he hasn't exactly done a bang up job here to begin with. I mean, if anything, it would just be an excuse to want to, if you want to really get rid of him in the ACC. I think I, you're probably right. If he's doing a decent job as an ACC commissioner, I, I don't see like, this coming back to, like, is it, is it the best thing on his resume? No, but I mean, I, I don't think you could like use it as a reason to get him out unless you just wanted a reason to get him out. Yeah, if he had negotiated, if that's the case, then you can use it. Yeah, easily. If he had negotiated a brilliant new TV deal and you know, the conference yeah. was, was just dripping in revenue, and he landed, if he convinced USC and UCLA to go to the A's, then like nobody's talking about this. But it could be a a scapegoat reason to maybe try and get rid of him. It's not nothing for sure, but. Yeah, he wasn't directly involved. He wasn't the coach. He wasn't the – you would just have to be like, well, it fell under his watch, so he's got to go. Um, Texter says – I'm surprised the, the Northwest stuff doesn't got more headline, by the way. It's been – I mean, it's, it's a good clickbait story. I mean, I know it's – but it's just – I feel like it, 
Maybe it's because I don't watch ESPN at, at any time, so maybe I'm, that's why I'm not. I don't. I, mean, I don't either. I just I, it's been written about pretty extensively. Yeah, I see it. On, I mean, I've seen it on Twitter and everything. I mean, people posting articles and clicks about it, but I just I feel like it's it's something with you know. Yeah, I'm surprised they don't get more of it. How do you know they're not if you don't watch ESPN? That's a good point. <laughs> or CNN, maybe that's mixed in there with the Titanic stories. I don't think I don't think it's been on CNN. <laughs> Texas says Trevor must have had a large Marge experience for him to talk so badly about truck driving. <laughs> <laughs> all right, first of all, you, you know the reference, right? Yes. Okay. That scared the bejesus out of me they as a kid. They do send a picture, too, with the yeah, – the I'm, not, cl- I'm not looking at that pit. It's, it's, it's still scary. That thing, if you don't know what the reference is, it's from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, that scene, I mean, I think I might have pooped myself a little bit when I first saw it's, it. It's it, – very it's scary. very frightening. That the most traumatizing things as a kid to me was that and the librarian and Ghostbusters. I think everybody. I think like I, when she blows up, age, I run out like they do. Kids our age <laughs> often talked about the, the the Ghostbusters library scene. It's like you know, and the rest of Ghostbusters, I'm fine. Like you know, like with Mazul and, and you know, even Sigourney Weaver getting pulled into the fridge. You know, and yada yada. I mean, I, I, there's your first drink of the day. You know that I'm good with all that. They just the library scene and large Marge just. And her name was Large Marge. She's and she blows. Yeah. Oh, that and then I watched. I think I've, I, I'm sure I've mentioned this before. Ernest scared stupid when he rolls over and sees the troll in bed. <laughs> yeah, that affected me for my entire childhood. I still, Every time I rolled over, I expect to see that troll right in my face. <laughs> I wouldn't hope you don't have to marry. <laughs> Growing up. Okay, good. Uh, are you Ernest goes scared stupid, scared straight? Is that your favorite Ernest movie? Because to me, still, I, I get that one yeah, a lot. Was. I watched that more than any of those. But see, I've always been Ernest Goes to Camp. I saw Ernest Goes to Camp, I think, in theaters. I'm sure I saw, I feel like I saw all the Ernest movies at one point in time, but Scared Stupid was the one that I watched the most. Was it Stupid or Straight? I can't It remember. was Stupid. I think they changed it because parents were complaining that they had Stupid <laughs> in the title. <laughs> yeah. You're watching an Ernest movie. What are you, what, what are you expecting? Yeah, children were being killed by trolls. It wasn't the worst thing about that movie. <laughs> Yeah, I was scared stupid. Okay. Classic <laughs> film. It is. Ernest is, is Ernest still alive? No, he's dead. Jim, what was his Jim Void? Barney. Barney, yeah. Yeah, he died a while. He used to do the Mellow Yellow commercials. He did. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Just full of great tidbits. I mean, how, how, how can I know that and I can't pronounce Wimbledon? <laughs> Texture says a 19-year-old kid died in the sub. Definitely not a great joke to make unless people are paying to see you at a stand-up comedy show. That's kind of where I stand. It just, well, it I mean, like it was people just... are paying to see the Rockies. Yeah. Texture says, so Mike says you can't make jokes about people dying, then immediately says the Jimmy John guy should be dead. Yes. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Because as an American, you're allowed to be hypocritical. Yeah. If you're... <laughs> if, if you're... Uh, if you are hunting terrible animals in Africa, then yeah, you deserve to die. I mean, so but, but so if you're hunting in Africa, you deserve to die. If you're going after big game animals and you're a billionaire, okay. yeah, I, 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 mean, I feel not sorry for you at all when you get stomped by an elephant. <laughs> Did that how he died? No, it's, he's okay. he's not dead. Oh, he's not. Okay, my bad. that was the whole thing. I thought I thought we had same guy. This is angry guy personality. Mike, you aren't Matt Jones. No UK staffer is telling you anything about Reeves. This guy will not let go of the Antonio Reeves. Shockingly, there are people who cover UK and who work for UK who like me and who like to talk to me. Don't put all, don't put all those eggs in one Antonio Reeves basket, there, man. And the next the thing you freshman, know, you got one egg left out of fifteen. The freshmen lined up together. They held hands and they went to him and they said, "We need you to lead us." <laughs> 
I mean, if you want to believe that, you can believe it. It's just uh, your fandom should not stretch that far, but whatever. Texas says, Barbenheimer, if you include (laughs) Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, then you have Mission Impossible Barbenheimer. Did Mission Impossible come out too? Uh, I guess. I've heard really good things about that one. I have not watched a Mission Impossible movie since the first one. I don't think I have either, but people are saying this one's great. I don't know. I just... I have nothing against them. They just don't do it for me. Like I, I don't. I, I know somebody like my buddy's uh, his wife. She like loves like the action movie genre stuff. Like she wants to go see them all the time. Uh-huh. I'm not. It's it just I don't. Know, it doesn't move my needle. I don't know. I, it's the uh, I guess the the, the uh, not Jerry Bruckheimer, but the Michael Bay movie style where it's just you know all the special effects with nothing else. The blow them up movie. Yeah. Every now and then I like kind of a mindless. Like, like, we watched Jack Ryan, the TV series, yeah. and that's sort of, like, it's it's more clever than, like, the classic blow-em-up Bruckheimer movies, but, like, it's it, it has that element where, like, you know the good guy's going to win in the end. Well, of course. But it's pretty, it's entertaining. Like, I've enjoyed that series, and every now and then I kind of like one of those, just turn your brain off, watch blow-em-up stuff movies. See, I do that for, for comedy, so. That's, and that's fine, too. My, that's that To me, that's like watching Shadow How. I saw the clip of, have you, have you seen the clip of Tom Cruise where he broke his foot? Like, he... You know, he's still doing his own stunts. Does he do albums now? Or? I th- so they've got it. There's a clip of him, like, he, where he's, he's, you know, he's got the harness, but he's jumping from one building to the other. And he runs, and, like, his, you, you see, like, where his foot drills the side of the wall, but, like, he, he completes the jump. Like, he grabs on, and he gets up, and his foot is just, like, completely smashed. And he's like, I hope you got that, because that's the take. Like, we're not, I'm not <laughs> doing it again. But it's very impressive to see huh. him. I mean, he's, you know, he's up there in age, and he's still, he's doing his Tom Cruise running very fast thing. These days, always running in movies, but he's he's doing damn. He's sixty one. He's still jumping from. Building. I'm amazed he does. I didn't know he did that many stunts. I mean, I always just thought of you know just when I think of doing your own stunts, I just think Jackie Chan, yeah, Tom Cruise, Cruise and Chan. And by the way, I know this is just off the off topic, but I, did you notice like I think it was like a week or so ago there was like just Jackie Chan was like trending, and I clicked on it. It's just like a video of him like I didn't actually watch like the volume because I was doing I think I was doing the bats game. It was like him and it was, it was like Jackie Chan and his daughter watching like old footage of him like doing Rumble in the Bronx and stuff. And I feel like I saw it, but I didn't watch it. And I watched it, and it turned out like what even his daughter was like an actress. Like apparently he's like disowned his own daughter. Uh, that, I did see that. Now. And like, everybody in the comments like that's not even his real daughter. Like <laughs> I mean that's just got to be kind of ballsy to put that out there, knowing that everyone knows that you've disowned your daughter, and that's not going to be her anyway in the video. Like she cries in this video. She's in tears, and he's like in tears with her. Yeah, he disowned his real daughter. Who else did I see that did that? Oh, Brian McKnight. Had like, oh, really? Like he, so he's he got all this heat because so he's got three kids from I guess his first marriage, and okay. he basically has like disowned them. Like he has nothing to do with them. So his firstborn son, he named Brian Junior. So he's with another woman now. Bad enough, you named the kid BJ. You got to disown him too. Yeah, he's he's adopted his own, he's adopted like her kids. They've got two kids together, and he named his new son Brian Junior. Ooh. And so he basically is like, my old kids don't exist to me. He, that's, that's bad. He released this message, which is the weirdest thing of all time. It's very clearly written, and he's like, he's trying to do his, like, I'm soulful Brian McKnight. He's like, these past children who want nothing to do with me. And, like, it's just, I'm like, dude, you just left your kids. Is, and it, you just, is it because he hates the mom so much? Or? I don't know. But he's, Brian, but this, the summary of the story, from what I can gather, is Brian McKnight's kind of a creep. I, I mean. And also a terrible father. I mean, I don't, I mean, I know the latter definitely. Can you imagine naming two kids the same name. It's like, though the first one wasn't good enough. <laughs> what was the now kid? you get to be Brian McKnight Jr. Or was it King of the Hill when when Cotton has the second kid? He names him Good Hank. 
He's like, I've always wanted a son named Hank. He's like, Dad, I'm Hank. He's like, Yeah, you don't, you don't count. He's like, That's he what did, it feels he like. He named his kid Good Hank. He basically <laughs> did that and just like, disowned the first one, pretended it didn't happen. I mean, Chan was supposedly because of his daughter's like life choices, and they claim like she's homeless now with her girlfriend and stuff living on the street. I saw, yeah, I feel like I saw. I don't know if it's all because of that. Who knows what the whole story is? But I mean, that's just. I mean, what's McKnight's reason? He just doesn't like the bed. Like, <laughs> that's just. I mean, that, that is a spit in the face. Just to name your new your your second born son Junior as well, not the third Junior. Can you name two Juniors? What do you mean? Can you like if you? I guess George, George, George Foreman did that, right? He named all his kids George. Yeah, and even the daughter's like Georgette or something, right? I think that's right. But are they just like all George? Is it George Junior and then George George George, or is it George Junior, George Two, George Three? I think they're just all George. Are they all just George? Yeah, I can't I remember. Yeah. And if there was like a proper, because I know like technically, even if you name someone under the rules of Junior, you don't have to make him a Junior. TJ's the example of that. TJ is actually Terry Walker the second, which I don't know anybody else that's done that. I know, and he, but he wants to call him. He, somehow he pulls out the J with no reason. It's, yeah, it's it's a shocking move. Yeah, but. the thing gets mad when I call him T two. <laughs> I played basketball with a kid who his nickname was T two. But I have another buddy that's uh, his name's Ronnie. He's he's a second, and he instead of a junior, his dad just gave him a second instead of a junior. That's Texture says, "Have we ever noticed that Trevor says the last season of How I Met Your Mother is not very good at least three times a week? We have." Well, if it comes up, then yeah. That, did you watch it and like thinking I was gonna like lie to you? No, but I think you just yeah. <laughs> it comes up a lot, probably more than it should. We can say that about a lot of stuff on this show. Oh, angry guy is so mad. He's texting it from a new He's number. Still now. mad. He's texting it from a new number now. Mike, can you expand on the lie you told yesterday about the UK staffer <laughs> saying that Reeves doesn't want to play for Cal? Who was it? Why the other day did you say it was stuff you read that made you think that about Reeves? It wasn't. Well, I told you the entire time. It was somebody who, who works for John Calipari and somebody who writes about Bring him on right now. Who said, yeah, he didn't didn't want to play for Cal. Why, like do, why do you lie to us, Mike? Just straight lying about UK. I this mean, person is so mad about the Antonio Reeves thing. Is, did Brian McKnight really do this? He I mean, wants, <laughs> this is like telling kids about you know like, the, the Tooth Fairy. Like He wants to believe that these players, just they all. it's all about... What about the Duesbury? He didn't think he was going to fit in, <laughs> but then the freshmen got together and they were like, "Hey, we need a leader." You and Tony, and then they just cried and they held hands, and then he he crumpled into a ball and they held him up above their heads and carried them back into the uh, <laughs> Wildcat Lodge, <laughs> the Cole Center. Phantom's a wild thing. Um, do you want an update on Quinn Sosinski? Yes. Is he going somewhere new now? As according to uh, Adam Zagoria, who gives it first buy to somebody in their Twitter handle, so I don't know who it is, uh, Joe Tipton, Quinn will be heading to West Virginia. Interesting. That's quite the uh, the journey there. Louisville to Iona to St. John's to West Virginia. I mean, who's West Virginia? They take the interim coach, right? Yeah. I don't even know who it is. They promoted the assistant. Yeah, who knows what his name is. That's, I mean, yeah. I mean, they they are need for bodies. They are, and St. John's has too many of them. So I Apparently guess that's so. Gonna, that's going to work. So, sorry, Louisville fans, we're not getting Quinn back. I had a, I had a vivid dream this morning. Don't ask me how, but I, I was in New York. It was the Big East tournament, and St. John's was playing in the title game. It was the morning of the Big East tournament. I don't even know why. I have no idea. I, I guess because we talked about St. John's on the show yesterday. Probably. Are you going to, this is a question that I want to ask. 
will you find yourself rooting for St. John's this year? I know we all kind of pulled for Iona a little bit. I know, not all of us, but a lot of little fans pulled for Iona. It's different, though, when you're pulling for a mid-major or low-major. Who's, it feels like they're almost playing a different sport. And you're like, well, you know, Rick probably deserves a second chance or a fifth chance, or you know, he wasn't actually in trouble on the entire thing. He got cleared. Whatever your mindset was, it seemed like a lot of people got behind Rick and Iona. But now at St. John's, he's a legit competitor. I mean, he's gone. He's gotten players that we were going after already, and it seems like he's already assembled a roster in year one that should be at the very least top twenty-five good. I mean, he was taking our players when he was at Iona, too. So, I mean, well, in we, a way. I mean, I mean, we weren't fighting to hold on to Quinn. Really. Well, we might, maybe we should have. But um, to answer your question, yeah, I will be. I mean, I, I for, for, for one, I mean, really, in the last 20 years, St. John's really been better than Iona. I don't even think it has. I think Iona's probably had better program in the last 20 years than St. John's has. They've got more tournament wins and appearances. They, I know they, that. They, man, wouldn't surprise me one bit. St. I mean, John's has not won a game of the tournament since 2000. Oh, yeah. Eric Barkley and um, Ron Artest team. I mean, that the Ohio State, I think, beat in the tournament. Uh, well, they, that was the lead eight. The next year they lost the end of the second round. But, uh, yeah, that, in a short version, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to root for them. I mean, now they play Louisville, I'm not. Obviously, I don't know when we'd play them because, you know, but, but it any other time, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping they win the Big East. I'm hoping St. John's makes a run in the tournament. I'm hoping, Kentucky, I'm hoping they knock out Kentucky in the second round. Yeah, I'll, I'll root for them. I'm not going to be like overly passionate about it. I'm, I'm not going to go by gear. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'll, I'll root for him. For but sure. I mean, you. But as long as it does not have any sort of negative impact on Louisville. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not Rick Pitino over Louisville. Like that's not my mindset at all. Um, but it's. But I mean, I root for Western when they don't play anybody but Louisville. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I went I root for root when they don't play. Yeah, Bellarmine. exactly. I mean, in, in that in that same way, I mean, I don't know. Is is Rutino like the only like? No, I guess I rooted for Charlie Strong when he went to Texas. I, oh, I, I didn't. He didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate yeah. on him when he went to Texas. I wanted. I wanted to see I, see him fail a little bit for sure. I was jaded. I don't. I see. I had problem getting jaded because it's just I I I understand that we weren't Texas. I mean. That's, I did too. I just didn't like. Maybe he left us like for what I considered a peril move, or you know, or just I'd step under, which I don't know why he would. Then I would be yeah, but no, I just I got the move. I just didn't like the way that it all went out. I, I guess I, if I that's the was, case. Yeah, I thought it was kind of shady, and that's the difference between Patino and I think that's what. If he had just left, and we were like, damn, like he, he did us kind of dirty, and, and we ended up at St. John's, that would be one thing. But because it, I think to a lot of people, it felt like maybe he should not have gotten fired at this point, or. It, you know, he deserved to get fired, but it still was kind of out of his control. It was just a crazy crap circumstances. I think that's why you see a lot of people. And also, it'd be a lot different if we'd had success since he left. People are longing for him because now, you know, we've been to one NCAA tournament since he left and, and won zero NCAA tournament games and had more off-the-court trouble and all that stuff. I think that is added. If, if the program had just go kept going and been fine, I think that this wouldn't be as much of a conversation. You'd be like, oh, sure, he heard the program, but we're okay now. But because I think you see people remembering the Patino era for being even greater than it actually was because we've been so bad. You can't be mad at him for leaving because it wasn't his decision. Yeah, exactly. Uh, What was it like Patrino when he was the first left? Texture's taking up, taking up for the Jimmy Johns guy. He says the dude that died wasn't the Jimmy Johns owner. Okay, so he's taking up for the other guy. But the Lions hunting is actually needed. He paid seventy to eighty thousand dollars to hunt this specific lion. The lion was old and was going to die naturally, which by the local tribe allows it and gets the money and food from the the hunt. This older lion kills local pride cubs, therefore threatening the species there. 
As for the submarine, I get the jokes. That does change my view a little bit. If that's, you know, if it's like sanctioned and it's one of those things, because, you know, it's not hunting deer is sometimes needed. You know, it's, they're overpopulated or whatever. If that's the, but I always thought when you saw the pictures of these just these fat dudes who hunted like rhinos or elephants that it was just, and maybe it is, maybe this, this specific case is different. I always thought it was just they wanted the thrill of it and just they, they were killing needlessly. But if it is something that benefits the local community and helps the lion community, then I, I change my view. I don't know about help, but I just would say that I wouldn't. I don't know if I can be mad at hunting a lion because like at least the lion's like you're actually like actually having to do something. Like each, killing an elephant can't be that hard, right? Other than just getting a big gun. It's like they like can hide from you or run from you. Did you see the? <laughs> I mean, he's, I mean, I'm like the same with a rhino, right? I mean, I mean it's, it can move pretty fast. I mean, yeah, but not fast enough to where you can't like just shoot, just like land near one and be like pull out a big elephant gun and shoot it. Did you see the story a couple years ago about, about the the elephant who killed the woman, like stomped her to death, and then showed up at her funeral and like stomped down like the there's the same elephant. That did, did the elephant have large ears and, and hold a, a feather and fly? There was footage of it. Like her, him, him, like trampling through the, the the funeral of like the woman that he killed. I was like, oh my god, it's the most vengeful elephant I've ever heard of in my well, entire life. You know, they never forget. <laughs> kind of respected it at some point. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more from you guys on the text line five zero two four. That you have sympathy for. You have sympathy for five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll take a break. We'll come back here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. This is the sound of my soul. This is the sound. I want a ticket to the world. I feel like you love this song. I do love that. I do like this song. I, that, I, I, I feel like every time we play this, you're really into it. Do I, do I always tell you the uh, Modern Family episode with it? Probably. There's. We gotta get in on it. I guess I'm just now finishing up uh, my rewatching of Modern Family. I'm in season 11 again. And uh, <laughs> one of my favorites is the Ed Norton episode where he, I guess Claire thinks she's like being over romantic and hiring. Uh, he's playing a member of the uh, Spondu Ballet band that sings a song. Uh, fake member, obviously. And like she thinks this is like their wedding song, and it, but it wasn't. So she invites him to come and play for Phil. And Phil has no idea who this guy is and his band is. And he's like, he's like, what do you want to hear? Request. He's like, uh, how about true? He's like, no, no, give us some, give me something off your B side that you really like. He's like, um, <laughs> he has no idea. And of course, Ed Norton gets pissed because he's offended. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a good episode. Uh, it's a good song. It is, it is a good song for sure. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll have some more uh, text line madness coming up here in a second. Um, have you seen major college basketball news? Major college basketball news. The Colonial Athletic Association is no longer the Colonial Athletic Association. 
Um, is it now? It is the Coastal Athletic Association. Ugh. They're going uh, going off the coastal name. But isn't I mean it's in the colonial states, right? Yes. Isn't that why it was colonial? Is because it was in it, it's it's like Georgia and I'm not Georgia, but like Virginia and, and stuff the, like that. The Carolinas and Carolinas, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's. Um, I think that because they've uh, the, the colonial has gotten ravaged for a while. There, it was a very very good basketball conference, and then all their best members have I feel like shuffled around to better conferences. George Mason's in the colonial, right? They used to be. Now they're in the A ten. Okay, well, there's an example of what yeah. you're just saying. Yeah. All those schools now, like now, it's very, it's, it's like Campbell, Charleston, um, Hofstra is in the Colonial now. Um, they added, I think, NCANT from the MEAC a few years ago. Monmouth moved to the to the the, the Colonial. Drexel, yeah, that, Elon. Yeah, that is. Uh, well, Drexel's always been in that thing, right? The, yeah. the, 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 all those schools now. Yeah, like you said, Virginia, the Carolinas. I think a couple in Pennsylvania, a couple more from the Northeast. But like it's a, they're changing the name. UMBC. UMBC is in the America East. But they could be colonial. They could be. Baltimore's a, well, is Baltimore would Maryland be considered colonial? Maryland state? is the yeah, Towson yeah. is in the colonial. They're from, okay. they're from Maryland. Um, so huge news there. That shifting, is huge. Shifting the landscape of college basketball. So now, if the ACC was going to change their name, what would they change it to? The Atlantic Colonial Conference. <laughs> They need to change it just like a new team. If the ACC changed their name and their lettering would be different, could they get out of their TV deal? Well, now we've got because it's not the ACC network anymore. Now we're the ACB. But we've 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 got the CW deal now. We're good. We're good to go. The one with the frog. The CW. The the, uh, <laughs> the contract they just signed. The TV deal. We're good. We're going to be on the CW that channel. You I didn't, didn't see. Were you were you out for this? Was this last week? If it had to be because I don't remember it. Yeah, I we, think I would remember this. We have a, uh, a CW deal with the ACC now. They're going to broadcast, I think, 50 football and men's basketball games between now and, like, 2027. So no more. We should not have to deal with Bally Sports or oh, whatever. thank you, which Lord. Bally, on, on, on a semi-related note, the Reds games recently, especially today, so on Bally Sports, Cincinnati or whatever, have glitched so bad. Like, you can't even see half the action. It's so annoying. It's like watching the game on the worst stream possible. It's terrible. It's awful. At least you get the games on there. Like, I try to watch Pacer games, and they, they put Pacers on there only if Memphis isn't playing. Like, so nine out of ten times I'd, like, go there, like, oh, to get a Pacer game. And it'd be, like, the Grizzlies. I'm like, I don't want to watch Memphis. Someone wants to watch Memphis. Yeah. At least you get, at least you get your team locally here. That's got to be a spoiled. Sometimes. When they're good. When they're good. <laughs> Two in a row. Henry Ruggs is trending. I saw that. Oh, it's because of Jordan Addison. What's happening with Jordan Addison? Jordan Addison, the receiver, who was, I think was going to be a bust anyway, apparently was arrested going 140 in a 50-mile-an-hour zone. Oh, gee. Not a good start to your career there. Is, is street racing becoming bigger? You know, we've had all those issues of street racing in Louisville. I've heard that, yeah. We've had, you know, we've, there have been some deaths recently, and I, the parents have spoken out against the dangers of street racing. I feel like I hear it from my house. You know, We're relatively close to the Watterson and the Snyder. I feel like I hear it at night a, a bunch. We had the, you had the Georgia uh, football, the cases of, of, of high-speed accidents. That was, uh, yeah, the Kirby Smart Jalen was, Car- Carter was involved in. Yeah, the, the Kirby Smart refused to take any sort of accountability for early this week. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like this is becoming a big thing that just, like you said, doesn't really get talked about that much. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is, is it because of the Fast and the Furious? Is that who we are to blame? Well, I mean, that would be like a, like a, like a 
20 year. No, they're still making those movies, though, aren't they? I know they? they are, but, like, you know, it wasn't. Like, that came out when I was in high school, the first one, and it didn't inspire Street Racing. Well, it took a while. <laughs> <laughs> they had to ease it on in. One of the funniest things that my wife admitted was, like, when that movie came out, she wanted to get, like, lights on her Volvo. Like, back in high school, I was like, oh, I wish you had. Tell me you. She's like, I kind of wanted to trick out my car. It inspired me. I was like, Jesus. I've watched the first one only, uh, and that was because I had a bet with Doster that. But somehow it came about on when I was talking to him one time on the show. He was like, he'd never seen Rocky. And I was like, how do you know? Yeah, you said this. Yeah, so I, was, I made a bet. He had to watch Rocky. I watched uh, the first Fast and the Furious, which it was either that or Pitch Perfect. Um, mm, Pitch Perfect's good. <laughs> he loves, for some reason, that dude loves Pitch Perfect. A couple quick notes on, uh, <laughs> on UofL football uh, the, the, from UofL. New ticket plans available for the 2023 season. And again, season ticket sales are almost gone. Like, like they've almost sold out. So if you want to act, if you've been kind of waiting to see or you're, you're hoping to get tickets for you know, on an individual basis, then you know, buyer beware. But there, there's a new red plan available that will give you tickets to – you get to pick one of Notre Dame or Kentucky. Like that's your, your, your A check. So you get tickets to that game. It's a three-game ticket package. You get one of the two marquee games at home this season. And then the other Makes sense. the other five games – Murray State, BC, Duke, Virginia Tech, and Virginia, you get to choose two of those games. So, you know, if you want a three-game package that just includes, you, know, you think Notre Dame, Duke, Virginia Tech are going to be the three best home games on the schedule, you can, you can make that happen. Or if you hate Kentucky so much, you want tickets to those games, but you don't think that you're going to be able to make every home game, boom, you can go to see UK, VT, Virginia. Uh, it's a cool idea. I, I like the way that they're doing it. Yeah. That's the red ticket package. Go to gocards.com or the at Louisville Football Twitter account that has more information there. Also, the 2023 UFL Football Kickoff Luncheon is going to go down Monday, August 14th at the Gold House Hotel Grand Ballroom. Tickets are $50, or uh, you can have a table of 10 for $500, and it can be purchased through your My Cardinals account, uh, or you can go to gocards.com or Ticketmaster at a specific link via gocards.com. It's all happening. Football right around the corner. We're less than 50 days away. We're just uh, about a, it's a month and a half away, basically. 43 days. God, it feels good. It I feels good to be no this idea. close. All right, uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Before we get the text line, I just okay. want to ask, what, uh, what's Rutherford's package going to be? Oh. <laughs> First of all, I should have thought that before I said it. <laughs> like with, in the, if I'm choosing the red plan, if I'm going off these options? Yeah, I mean, well, you, like you just, well, then you basically say you get you get either UK or Notre Dame, and then you're picking two others, right? And then you're picking two others from the Okay, the other so five. which uh, which one are you going with? I'd probably pick the Notre Dame game. I would as well. I love going to UK L games, but I, the Notre Dame game, I feel like it's going to be an event. I wish we could pick it, like, knowing going into the game, too, a little bit. Like, For sure. Yeah. Like, that would be it. Yeah, like it would suck it for like like two and two or something and right yeah. exactly yeah but yeah I would pick Notre Dame I'd pick Virginia Tech because I feel like you know we you know, we have we haven't seen them here we, I don't think I've ever been to a Vaught Tech game yeah yeah they, we've played them so infrequently since we joined the ACC the Gator Bowl and then probably Duke because Duke is going to be no, no I take it back Virginia Tech and Virginia because Glow Game <laughs> I, I want Thursday night Glow Game I want to be there that's my pick <laughs> Virginia I don't care if they're not going to be as good as Duke. I want to see the glow game firsthand. I'm feel, all in on the glow game. <laughs> I feel like you picked, I mean, those might be the two best, right? I mean, I know Duke is supposed to be, you know, they were solid last year and a better contender, but I don't know. Maybe also going to see Boston College and watching and getting some revenge for A.J. Dillon would be bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean you can't go wrong. Or I would knock like out Murray State, first home game. Yeah. You just want, I mean, want to be there to the, see the Brom era kickoff. That's not a bad one as well. There's no bad options. I agree. With the red plan. 
What would you pick? Um, I, I'm with you with Notre Dame. I would definitely do mainly because I've never, I didn't, I didn't go to the game up there last time and I've not seen Notre Dame live. So, um, I would probably do that. Um, I'm with you with the Vautech as well. I, again, I've just never seen them. Um, I'd say yeah, it'd be a toss up between Duke and Virginia for me as well. Did VT play here during the COVID year? I think they did. Like they, the, the year. Well, but like, we didn't have bands though, right? I mean, well, we had so, limited. Okay. Well, like I, like I've never seen them at Cardinal Stadium. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't remember. Have we? I didn't even know, bros. We played them in the AC since we've been in the I ACC. I think that 2020 was the only year. Okay, because I don't remember. Yeah, it's. I'm drawing a blank on ever seeing us play them. We've never been to. Bl- yeah, they played here on Halloween 2020, and they beat us 42-35. That. Oh God. Um. Yeah, that was kind of when our season was already sort of a lost cause, and then our only meeting. Recently, besides that, was the Gator Bowl game. Yeah, which the, yeah, the, the, the stomp. Which, and stuff. I, we've been in we've been in the ACC since 2014, and we've played these guys once. We've never been to Blacksburg. We still haven't done the you know gotten to see the ACDC, the whole intro. All that, that is stuff. pretty cool though. I would like to see that first. That would be in first person at some point. But I mean, it, it, it's been a decade. It's amazing. So I I choose VT. I'd like to see them come in. Is that the only team? Is that the team we've played the least amount of times since being in the ACC? I mean, once. I think there's probably been a couple others that we've only played once. I was gonna say we, but there's no one we haven't played yet, right? No, they were the last team that we had not played. I know that for a fact. Okay, so we've we've checked that box, but I think they're the only team. They may be the only team that we haven't played on the road. We haven't played Duke on the road either. Right? I thought we played at Duke the year we, we blew. You're right. We the did. Malik we, Cunningham. We just, crushed them. Yeah. yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, they, that was. We've it, played too. at Carolina. We've played. You know, we obviously played all the teams in the Atlantic. We've played at Pitt. I know that. We've played at Miami. We played Miami home and away. Yeah, I think I think VT is the only team that we have not played away. Did, we, did you say we have played in North Carolina? We have. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Vautech's the only one we haven't visited then. That's wild. That's it is, it's kind of insane. Uh okay, text line. Five oh two four one four fourteen fifty. Texas hot take. Ooh, hot take. I love hot takes. When football is rolling, it's more fun than basketball rolling. Ooh. Here's the difference. I mean, that's like asking me to pick between my two kids. Here's the difference to me. To me, it is. It kind of it reminds me of when we've had the discussions about like the, the run in 2012 with the U of L men's basketball team was so much fun. It was fun in a different way than the 2013 run because it was so unexpected. You know, you you know, we were so upset with the way the team was playing at the end of the season, and then bam, four games, four days, win the Big East tournament. Bam, four games, two weeks, go to the Final Four. It was so crazy. 2013, you knew going into the season and you knew going into the postseason, anything less than winning the national title was going to be a disappointment. So it was fun, but at the same time, it was like, man, you know, you almost were, you never felt like you were playing with house money. With Louisville football, you know, the expectation for basketball has always been, since I've been alive, like we, we expect to be going to Final Fours and when you're rolling, particularly you know, right. air quote rolling, and yeah, even I when agree. you're not, like you're, you're like you know, it can be fun, but you're still like this is just a precursor to us getting back to where we expect to be. Like, yeah, we're not a <clears throat> we don't want to be perennial six seven seeds. We want to no. be one two three four seeds going to to, to Final Fours. Yeah, with football, it, it always felt like such a kind of like a catching lightning in a bottle when it happened and when we were big time national players. It almost made it more fun. It was it was so new to a lot of people, and it was just like we all were kind of in the same boat together. I'm not saying that like, you know, you you were becoming a football fan for the first time, but just getting that national exposure was so new for all of us. Whenever it's happened, um, and it just it 
Like that's never been the expectation. So yeah, when football's rolling, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a different level of fun for sure. Like 2016, the first the first two and a half months of that season, basically before the Houston game, that was probably the most fun I've ever had following a football team, and it's maybe some of the most fun I've had as a U of L fan. I mean, which you know, year? 20, the Lamar Heisman season, because you know no. we were right there in the national the playoff discussion every week. I remember I was listening to. Like the podcasts and the radio shows of the opponent we were playing, you're, 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 we're doing all that scoreboard checking, all that scoreboard watching because we're looking for the other teams that are competing for the, the top four spots to get knocked off. Like that was so much fun, and it's just it's a different kind of fun than than the, the basketball fun, and it's happened less frequently. So I feel like it's almost more special when it actually happens. Yeah, I mean it's it is a hard question though. I mean, like I agree. With There's what no you, right answer or wrong. Yeah, and like I said, it's like picking your. You know, I'm gonna ask you which one's your favorite kid, John or Virginia. I mean, it's you really. Virginia. <laughs> Just joking, John. <laughs> At least until you can comprehend it. <laughs> then Tim, when he understands it, then you're like, oh, neither. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's he <laughs> answered that so quickly. Uh, I, it's it's man, but yeah, I agree with what you just said. It, it, there's just the difference in the excitements and thing. I mean, because like, you think back, like the I mean, I just said like the '06 team, like the Orange Bowl. I mean, yeah, like that was I, so fun. I, 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 yeah. I mean, we were one offsides away from. I don't care what people say, playing for the national title. I mean, they'll probably find a way to screw us. I know, but we were we were the national. We should have been playing, you know, Ohio State for the national title as an undefeated team, and you know, it's just, yeah, yeah. That, I think maybe because of the way you worded it, I would almost lean football because, like you said, basketball, the expectation is there. So while there's still excitement, it may not be at the same level. Is that fair to say? It's a different buzz. Yeah. If we had had the it's same. It's like lower, we went to a different kind of buzz. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we had had the same level, let's say that we've won national titles in both sports and we've been about as good in both sports for a few decades, then I think you could have a reasonable discussion. Yeah. Because it would feel the same. I mean, there's a. a, a there's an old saying, you know, basketball schools are really football schools that just haven't gotten good at football yet. And I think there's probably a little bit of truth mm. to that. Like, you see, there's just a different level of excitement. Basketball is football. a more popular sport. Football is mean. a more popular sport. And, like, the games are, are events. You know, when you're really good, it doesn't matter, matter who you're playing. Every weekend feels yeah. like a bowl game. And, you know, the, 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 you know, in 2016, every home game. In 2006, every home game. In 2004, every home game was just packed. And people yeah. were so excited and all that stuff. At least until it got cold in November, and then people were like, "But well, but like you said, don't the event. I mean, me. you, you're not playing twice in one week in football. I mean, you're right. You're not playing on a Tuesday in your biggest game of the year on a Tuesday night at 8 p.m. against you know whoever Duke. North every game is so meaningful. Yeah, every game is on on a Saturday. It's once a week. I mean, I know sometimes Thursday, Friday, yada yada. But have another drink. But yeah, it's, it's just yeah, it, it, and there's only 12. There's the limitation opposed to 30. I mean, it's like nothing really competes with March for me. Like that's true. In this area, when you get to March, when you get to conference tournament time, and you get to you know selection Sunday and bracketology and all that stuff, when especially when you've got multiple teams from this area that are, are really rolling, there's just a different energy around here than ever before. Like everybody's locked in, everybody's talking about it, everybody's into it. Like and and that's because we've experienced it so many times over the years, and we can't we now. We kind of expected, or at least we did until 2017. Football is just—it's such a—it's such a rare thing for no. for a U of L or a UK to be, you know, playing into the middle of October and feeling like they've got a great shot to win a conference title or you know to be in that that top four. And it, I'm curious to see, like, there's going to be years moving forward where, with the expanded playoff, I mean, you'd expect Louisville to be 
to feel like they've got a shot. You'd expect Kentucky a few times to feel like they've had a shot. Like in the last couple of years when Kentucky has been ranked in the middle of the season, you know, that now comes with an added bonus moving forward of hey, if you're in that top 12, you've got a shot to to you know be in the tournament at the end of the season that's going to be the, you know, the end-all, be-all for this sport. Oh, we're going to get to it before they do. It's going to be awesome. See, that, that'll be a fun race around here. That like that, like I think that's only going to add to that level of excitement around here when when one of the two teams or both of the teams are good. And, I, I mean, can you imagine, like, what if we're, I don't know, like number nine in the country and they're, like, number 14 going into that last game of the season on Thanksgiving weekend? And it feels like a win in your end type deal. Like that would be the coolest, like, unless we lost. But it'd be the. I mean, honestly, win or lose, the rival- it would be the best thing the rivalry it'd be ever great had for the rivalry. We've never played a game where both teams have been ranked at the same time. I mean, the only time that would be only matched maybe by the first one ever in '94, just because of the oh, newness. It'd be, it'd be it'd be bigger than that. I'm just saying, but I mean that that's just the excitement of that game because it was the first game. I mean, it'd yeah. be crazy. It, that, that would be. I'm I'm so excited for the expanded playoff. I, I just hope that we have a. Conference path in, into it. Oh, we will. Still. And we know we'll be there. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, five o'clock hour is up next. We'll uh, we'll recap some of our thoughts from earlier in the show. We'll take some more texts from you guys as well. <laughs> and then we'll get ready for the night ahead in sports. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961. Big X. Watching the lottery and watching the Thompson Twins get drafted and got the song stuck in my head. Yes. Okay. 1450, 961. <laughs> Damn it. The Big X. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Do you don't know this is the Thompson Twins? Oh, is it, are they the singers? Oh, that's right. They, this is their only song, right? One in Wonders in the 80s? Uh, no, they had a second song. What was, uh, oh, man. It was Hold Me Now. And they had another song that was semi popular. Are you sure about that? Uh, I'm, like, kind of sure about it. Um, see that when you go to the, the the YouTube search, "Hold Me Now" comes right up. Then "Doctor Doctor," "Lay Your Hands on Me." I don't know anything. Um, then the next one is "Summer League," which I'm assuming is the, the players. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe "Lay Your Hands on Me" is the players too. I don't know. Maybe "Doctor." Do- How do I know which one is? Because the, the one after that's called highlights. So I'm a little curious on which one is actually the players and which one is the band. <laughs> it's a tough break for them. They, it would be a lot better if they didn't have uh, – if they had different last names. Weren't like – was it like one of the Doublemint twins? Weren't they the Thompson twins too? Or am I thinking of something different? No, the Doublemint twins were just like twins. Doublemint twins? Yeah. They were I, I thought their last names were like – they were like famous twins. 
I mean, no. Weren't they the same twins like in the big, weren't they like a big red commercial or something together too? I think that's right, yeah. The girls, yeah. Double your pleasure, double your fun. Double your pleasure with double mint. (laughs) They don't make commercials like they used to. No, they don't. Uh, Speaking of getting uh, uh, last night's, uh, did you, would you like last night's review on the Chinese food? Oh, yeah, that's right. I got. If you uh, missed it, Trevor ordered, uh, we, you know, we, we looked at. What was it called? The best Chinese in New Albany was what we were looking for. He, he's, he was upset that he couldn't go to a buffet, but uh, well, he, what's he, it, he ordered can... a new Chinese restaurant. It was a ramen restaurant, but you didn't actually order ramen from the Chinese restaurant. No, 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 I did not. It was, it's, uh, I, I'm going to give him give him shout out. It was which... covered in bugs when I, when I got it outside. It was it's not like, that uh, bad. Sw- those ants are everywhere out there. It, it, it was not. You're exaggerating slightly. That's like, how you know it's good. It was, uh, it was from Kabuki Express. Kabuki Express. Kabuki Express. It was. No way that's pronounced correctly. What's. <laughs> K A B U K I, it's Kabuki, right? I would say Kabuki. Okay, thank you. And I, I don't. I, I'm assuming you're not challenging my my pronunciation of Express. Yeah, mm. I mean, <laughs> no. Come on, I can pronounce it. Even if I'm mispronouncing it, at least I'm close enough to know what you're talking about. Uh, but for those that are wondering, drum roll, please. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. It was actually. It was a little expensive, but I'm not going to lie. But uh, it was borderline on awesome. The steak, mm, excellent. The chicken, really good. Nice, good fried rice. The vegetables, they just had them like at the very bottom, so I didn't have to pick through it. Perfect. Like I just once I was done eating the meat, I was I was I was I, threw, I just was I was on my way. You can get it without vegetables, you know. Yeah, but on here I just couldn't. I didn't really feel like asking. Like, you want to be judged? Yeah. Well. <laughs> No, it's harder to like. That was like a guy who loves his vegetables. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> but no vegetables. It's uh, it was uh, I ate the whole thing. Good. It was good. I don't know what else they have on there. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. We always start the five o'clock hour with conversations that make me feel like I'm still talking to my three year old. Where you're like, I mean, you're. I don't remember what it was yesterday, but today you're like, I ate the whole thing. I'm like, that's great. I'm so proud. So, when I ask you for your favorite kid, do I get in the conversation? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're right there. The spring rolls were good. Like, okay, I got the should, chicken and steak. We don't but, need the entire rundown. But I mean, I mean, I'm not going to go through their entire. It's like I can't pronounce what's in their appetizer list. Like, what's a, a like Adam Adam Amy? Adam Amy, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like something like you. It's good. Like you get down in the alley. You wouldn't like it. Uh, no, it doesn't look like something I'd want. Uh, and then there's something I thought was teriyaki, but it's taco yoka yoki. And I, I almost—I was glad I caught myself. I was about to order it, and apparently it's a Japanese snack. Right, Trevor, it's, it's time to move on. We ball-shaped cakes containing octopus. Giving you five minutes on the Chinese here. It's, Did you need more time? No, we're, we're good. Because you know what? What? We've got positive basketball news to get to. We lost Quinn, though. We lost Quinn to West Virginia. We weren't yeah. actually ever going after Quinn. Although he does fit the mold of the players that we're adding. He'd be a nice little ninth power forward to the <laughs> roster for this coming season. I mean, at least but he's better than Dino. Quinn Slazinski is going to West Virginia. Do you, do you think Quinn is better than Danilo? I mean, at least I've, I, I, don't, I can't. I shouldn't say that, but at least I've, I've seen Quinn where I haven't really seen Dino. When nobody's seen Danilo. Yeah, so I mean, for. So yeah, I think I, at this point I would say I would assume Quinn's better than Dino, right? He's more proven. For sure. Yeah. I think Yovanovich is going to be, this is my bold prediction, hot take here on July 20th. Okay. I used to be a fan favorite this year. Like, 
because he doesn't get on the court, so people he's a favorite because everybody wants. The I don't guy think they he'll don't play know. big time minutes, but I think when he does play, he's going to be more productive than people are going to give him credit for. I think he's got a, he's got a nice shot. He'll help us out from the outside. He, I think he's going to play very hard. He's what he's a ultimate warrior, according to Kenny Payne. He's a character warrior. He's a character warrior. That thank you. The ultimate warrior is the guy who ran down to the the ring and shook the ropes and beat Hogan. In That's correct. WrestleMania six. He's a character warrior. Well, I was so pissed off as a kid then. I think Danilo is going to be a fan favorite this year. So would he be the um, uh, what's his, I can't remember? I forgot his name. The kid from Louisiana uh, that that uh, played last year with us and went to La Tech. Devin Ree. Devin Ree, thank you. I already forgot his name. Devin Ree played like four games. Last I know, but Dino might not play that many games either. That's I think he'll play more than that. Okay. I, I think he'll play almost every game. To where he's like, just people want to see him because they just don't know what they're going to get. And yeah, they're excited will, for it because yeah, they don't know what they're going to get. I think he'll come in, he'll do some good things, and then he'll, you know, he'll, he'll play like, I don't know. Who would you compare him to last year, then, if not Devin Ree? Well, I don't want to compare him to anybody from last year because nobody, nobody liked anybody from last year's team. So there's not really there – was, there were no <laughs> fan favorites from last year's team. No, but there were some people that weren't hated because they hadn't seen enough of them like Devin Ree, I Let's think. Let's say a much better Anton Gill. From back in the day. He's Anton Gill, except Anton he's going to make shots. You well, reference him like once a week. I don't think I've referenced him in a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love him. I love him <laughs> for the Sweet 16 game. He was great. Uh, but the positive news that I'm finally getting to here, two things. One, the UofL men's basketball program has been recognized with the Team Academic Excellence Award yeah. presented by the NABC, the National Association of Basketball Coaches. Boom. You're smart to know we suck. Very smart kids getting done in the classroom. And also, two. Probably more important when it comes to actual skills and stuff. Trenton Flowers, one of eight college players to earn an invite to the Jason Tatum Elite Camp roster. Uh, several UofL targets also going to be in attendance, including Carter Knox, the five-star that we're going after, Billy Richmond, who we've been linked to, Tyron Stokes, who's a local boy who's now is, is one of the best players in the entire world, apparently, and Bryson Tucker, who I don't know much about. But uh, good news for Trenton Flowers, continuing his offseason accolades. That'll be a nice little experience for him going up there to the uh, the Jason Tatum elite ca- elite camp. Boom. What are your expectations for, for for Flowers right now? They're growing. The more that I, I hear people talk about, I mean, between this and I know he didn't make the cut, but and then that team underachieved a little bit, I guess. And, and then when they did play the the, the the Olympic thing or the U.S. team thing, yeah. I mean, it's still positive regardless. Whether still it, positive yeah. for sure. I I'm curious because you and I were on the same page going into the season thinking. Like he's probably not going to be a starter because he, he's a reclass guy. They're going to bring him along a little bit slowly. Yeah, I'm just based on like sort of the some of the pra- early practice buzz that's out there, and based on his performance at the um, the under nineteen training camp, and now getting some accolades here, and, and apparently all this positive exposure from people who are professional scouts, getting some lottery love and mock drafts. I'm thinking he's got a realistic shot to be a starter from day one. I think I don't. I, don't I mean, know. I thought that was realistic, regardless. Didn't wasn't it? I mean. I mean, we both sort of said we didn't think he was going to be starting. We didn't think it, but it doesn't mean we dismissed the chance it wasn't realistic that he could. Sure, I mean, I thought he had a chance. Yeah, it's just, I'm thinking just it's more. It's, it's getting now, like from what you hear, when you hear more and more about it, when people talk about players that are standing out during these early season workouts, I'm kind of thinking that he's going to start, which would lead me to believe that probably Mike James would be the odd man out. Which or feels, Trey White. Yeah, I mean, you hear a lot about positive about Trey White. It seems like yeah. Kenny Payne really likes him. I'm thinking. I'm leaning more and more towards thinking it's going to be like Sky Clark, Flowers, Trey White. I guess they could go really small and have Mike James in there as well. But I think it's more likely that they have Brandon Huntley Hatfield in there in some capacity. And then I don't know what to expect from from Dennis Evans. I, I don't know if he's good enough to start right away as a, as a true yeah. freshman center. 
I, I don't think that they know whether or not he's good. I did not like to see the clip of him getting dunked on by Emmanuel Okorafor. That made me, I was like, ooh. Yeah, but you saw what Okorafor did in the U.K., so. He did dominate everybody on U.K. single-handedly. Yeah, almost, man. he basically was playing one-on-five and almost led Team Africa to a huge upset. It was. That, that's your story. Maybe a, maybe a core four starts at the four and Huntley Hanfield starts at the five. I don't know, but I, I, I'm. I mean, I can see James playing the four in a small lineup. He's, I mean, he's kind of got that more six ten attitude well, than a six White six. Too. I mean, White's a little bit taller. That's true. I haven't seen White play obviously play as much, but I've seen White put the ball on the floor a lot more, and I saw Mike James do it last year just he, in highlights. He but. can he can he can dribble a little bit. I, I think that the more that I hear about this this team and the potential lineups, the more I feel good about this team. Offensively, I think we should have enough offense. My issue is they were so woeful defensively last year, and yeah. not having traditional, you know, you can talk about positionless basketball and all that stuff. I think that works really, really well for offense. Defensively, I think you you put yourself in a position where you might be in some mismatches, and height just doesn't automatically reverse that. So I, I mean. I still get concerned about this team defensively. How can you not after watching them play defense last year? Well, I know, being I a mean, bottom three hundred team in the sport. I don't know. It's something about like I, I'm trying to like I don't know, maybe I feel and, and you can play shrink here you, when we okay. lay on the couch, but like I just feel like I'm trying to like contain my excitement for some of the individual players and what they can bring to the table. Well, you think we're winning seven games? So you're Beca- not, you're not and, the and, excitement and, to begin with. Well, and and that's and let me finish this. That's why like I feel like I'm doing that because. As excited as I can get, because I, I got excited a little bit for Mike James last year. I mean, I was. I thought he was, you know, I saw potential in him early on. I thought he improved. Uh, I've had excitement for Trainer in the past. I had excitement for Lance. I mean, if he'd come back, I would have loved to have seen how he progressed. And same for even Hun- uh, Hunley Hatfield. I mean, I remember, I, I got his name correct, for God's sakes. I mean, of all the names to get right, you would think he'd be the last on the list, but he's not. It was a big step for you. It, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to be recognized. It's good to be noticed. <laughs> but I think a little bit to do is that, I, and yes, I have predicted seven wins, because I'm trying to contain the excitement individually because I just don't have anywhere near that same excitement or even the word trust for what Kenny Payne can do as a coach with him. And that's that's. Not, I think that's a given. I think everybody's it's a bad thing. I mean, hopefully I can be proven wrong, though. I just, I just didn't, I didn't see it last year at all. It's the summer of I hope to be wrong about this again. I know. We did it all last I year. And it's going to take the... What was a different last year because we were going in kind of blind, too. Now we've had at least sure. a taste. And Kabushi expressed it a lot better than its first initial taste than, than Kenny Payne did. So it's already time, if you can believe it. I, I know we're, we're, we're knee-deep in college football preview season, but basketball previews are starting to, to cook up for the oh, publications yeah. that are going to happen in you know, late August and September. So I, I got, is already out. I got asked questions uh, for actually. I, I got asked questions for an interview for the the preview for Lindy's. The, 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 I think they're the first ones always come out. So I got asked. <laughs> so they're they're going to quote me in the U of L preview, and I want to hear how you would answer these two questions. Okay. The first one. How would you describe the vibe around the program right now from the fan base perspective? Ooh, um, shaky. Split. That's the entire quote. I don't think they're going to run with that. Shaky, said Trevor Kelsey. I don't do a lot of interviews. <laughs> I can't. I'm a man of few words. <laughs> okay, and there you go. The, the second question is says, obviously from the outside looking in, does it actually feel like a make or break season for Kenny Payne, or is that possibly premature? Uh, no, it is, it, is what, it is what it looks like. It is a make or break season for Kenny Payne. You are a bad quote. <laughs> 
you'd be you'd be left out of this article entirely. That's all right. You're supposed to expand. For the longest time, I thought the magazine was called Lindsay's anyway. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> that segment didn't go as well as I thought it was going to go. I thought we were going to get I mean, do you want me to go to, I mean, I don't know how long of an answer I can really give. You can give any. Without repeating myself what I've already said on here probably multiple more. times. Sorry. I've ever been yelled at for bringing up my, How I Met Your Mother Season 8. Now you're done. <laughs> I get yelled at for saying yada, yada, yada. What if I said yada, yada, yada in my quote? Uh, well, they probably still wouldn't use it. So you gave a long, like, I haven't done it blowhard yet. answer. I haven't done it yet. Well, yeah, that's what they, they want you to actually talk about the question that they're asking you. <laughs> Not just be like, yes. <laughs> that was a, like a classic RCO. How important is it for you to win the next game? Very important. I can't remember who it was. Somebody went on a scenario one time and just did nothing like one word answers to him the entire time. Just to mess with him. <laughs> you can just see how far Sunil was never the best interviewer to begin with. Yeah. Scrambling in the wind. But I mean, yeah, I just, yeah, I guess I could go longer. I mean, I've never actually been accused of giving short answers. That's, that's why I was surprised. <laughs> now, one of the things toes. that did come out of SEC Media Days this week, yeah, there's the whole controversy over the Big 12 banned the horns down thing, right? Like, you get fined if you did That's the horns so down stupid. thing. stupid. And the SEC, they got asked about, you know, Texas coming to t- in, into the conference next year. What's going to happen? And the SEC coordinator of officials says, it's going to still be penalized, but it will be a case-by-case basis. Like, like if so, if, if they do a shot of the, fa- the student fan base, and they're doing horns down, they're going to find the school? No, 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 no. It's players and coaches only. Okay. Basically, right, well. they're, they're like, if you're doing it, in a, in a Texas player's face, like if you like score a touchdown and like turn around and do it in his face, like that's going to be a penalty. Okay, that's if you go back to the sidelines and like you're celebrating with your, with you know your teammates in front of the camera and you're doing it, that's going to be okay. I think that's what I've gotten out of that, which I'm kind of okay with. I think that, that's, fine. that's yeah. When you put it that way, I agree with you. It's probably not. I mean, yeah, you probably shouldn't be like doing it and then put yeah, like you said, like just shoving like mean mugging someone's head with with the L, with the right. L or horns down symbol. Yeah, it's now, probably th- this guy. Uh, probably breaks this guy Tubi on Twitter says Tubi what? What are your thoughts on taking back L's down and making it our own? What if we as a fan base started throwing L's indiscriminately, up down, left right? Anyone fixing their hand into an L is showing support for the cards, no matter what direction we retake the power. <laughs> I guess it's an interesting idea. I don't. Uh, I just, to me, it's just I just give my L's up, and I anyone else is is not in my worry house. L's down just doesn't bother me. It doesn't really annoy me either. It annoys me when when I see like Will Levis do it. It annoys me because he's doing it after his third touchdown. If you don't want him to do it, then stop him. Exactly. Like the Cam Newton expression. Yeah. It's, if you don't want me to do it, stop me. I or mean, I used to love back in the day, I think the first time I ever saw, like Benny Snell did it when he scored and we were already up like 40 to, to 10 or something. And I was like, okay, that's just, it's funny. Yeah. Or the kid from Duke whose dad played yeah. here, Roman Oban's son, when he threw it down and we're up like 44 to 3, I'm like, <laughs> you just look stupid doing it. I agree. I do. I enjoy when the, like, the, the fans are doing, like the kid who threw it during the St. Peter's game in the band. I'm like that. It's hilarious that you're you're throwing an L's down in the middle of a loss to a 15 seed, like. But the the whole if they're kicking our ass and they're throwing L's down, like you kind of you know you sort of deserve it at that point. Yeah, I'm not mad they're giving me L's down. I'm more mad. Yeah, I'm mad we're getting our ass kicked. That's that's same. Yeah, it it's it's a robbery. That's what makes robbery and hatred and and talking trash and. That's the best. That's what makes sports so great. It's why the Satterfield thing was so embarrassing. I mean, exactly. I, I, I can. You know, we never tried to hide from it. You and I both said like, this is just this is humiliating. The fact that he's going out there and when he was talking to Stoops for a while, and when I saw him do that, I'm like, please tell me that's not what's happening. <sighs> and sure enough, that's exactly what was happening. 
I mean, just yeah, just get over it. I mean, you want you, you want them to stop doing it. Like, don't complain to the head co- their head coach. Complain to your your team for, for performing the way they did, or yourself and your coaching staff for preparing the team perform as lack that they did. I thought, and I'm I'm certainly not the biggest Mark Stoops fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I thought his response was actually pretty good, where he was like. If that's going to bother you in this rivalry, then there's going to be a lot more stuff that's going to bother you way more. And I was like, buddy, that's – you ain't lying. You think that's that exactly him. right. When he gets Cincinnati and realizes what Ohio State thinks about him. I mean, Cincinnati you – know, imagine Satterfield sitting in on the Cincinnati Xavier basketball game. I mean, he's going to have to go – yeah, he'll have to leave and go straight to church or something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they said what? <laughs> Zip what? Across town what? <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, he's not – well, I mean, I don't think they have hand signals. They – they don't do L's down. They just Zip pull straight up. guns. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a contentious game. All right, let's take some text here before we uh, we head to break. We got a lot of text, don't we? We do. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texas, uh, speaking of, we were mentioning the the 502, the Cardinal Barbecue, formerly known as the 502 BBQ, and the players who are coming here, the ridiculous assortment of talent from the 2025 class that's going to be in town next week. One of those players was Jet White. Which is a fantastic football awesome name. Awesome name, yeah. Four-star cornerback. He's a top 120 player in the Question, class. Question: Does he spell J E T or J E T T? Oh, double T. Oh, you gotta go double it's, T. You yeah. gotta go double T. I was hoping you. I was if you just did one T, I was gonna be like mad. Yeah. Texture says Jody Demling had a story on Jet White, and apparently part of his family lives in Louisville, so it seems realistic that we could actually get him. I need Jet White. All oh. these other guys are great. Jet White is my is the Mike Rutherford show must have recruit for 2025. He'd go great next to Storm Duck. Jet White and Storm Duck. What a secondary. Well, Storm Duck will be Storm cool Jet. Then. Jet Storm. Ooh. Oh, don't, don't. Yeah. Jet Storm. <laughs> hey, says, we're not have to watch the Liberty Bowl by. Is it Monday? Monday. Okay. We're going to do Friday, but no, we're, we're going to do Monday. Maybe uh, Monday shows, I feel like, are, are kind of packed because we do weekend stuff. Maybe Tuesday. But okay. Just, just making sure. I, can, I mean, I was probably going to watch this weekend anyway. I just want to make sure. All right. New yeah. deadline, everybody. 93 Liberty Bowl, you can find it on YouTube. Is it on the a- Ashes website or whatever? No, it's a different guy. Okay, but I can just Google and find just, it. Okay. Just if you search 1993 Liberty Bowl, Louisville, Michigan State, you will find it on YouTube. You can watch the entire thing. We're Watch it by next Tuesday. We're doing the second hour of next Tuesday's show. will be dedicated to the 93 Liberty Bowl. That's official now, set in stone. Boom. What day was it again? Tuesday. <laughs> Trevor Tuesday. <laughs> TT. Tuesday Trevor. Texture says, weird coincidence, I have a large dog that sheds a lot. Its name is Pepper. I felt like Trev was talking directly to me. <laughs> he accidentally <laughs> called Penny Pepper earlier. That's a godless mistake, though, right? It is. That's good. I feel like I knew a dog. Somebody had a dog named Pepper. I don't know where I got it from. Texture says, Trevor clearly overcompensating with the Chuck person crossing the state lines comment after he didn't even remember him the other day. He definitely went home and researched him just so he could drop him in the conversation, and Mike totally bailed him out quickly. Actually, I didn't do. It. I did it because I just. That moved. is funny that you. I'd forgotten to drop Chuck Person. Yeah, but I just yeah, I just went with that. Because you're like, does anybody else know the name Person? <laughs> yeah, Chuck. I'm like, damn. <laughs> then I remembered Wesley. Obviously, I mean, how am I going to forget Chuck Person? I only had to look him up to remember. He was a uh, the fourth pick out of Auburn. I want to say by the Pacers in 1988. He's seven or 88. Now I'm trying to remember. It was one of the two because he was rookie of the year. You're, was over, eight, you're overcompensating. It was 87 because he was rookie Nobody of the year cares. because the number one pick with that year would Nobody have been. Cares. Uh, Nobody cares. David Robinson. Nobody cares. I don't overcompensate for anything. No. That's not what I hear. <laughs> Texture says all the guy asking for a date needs to know is you start with tens and you work your way down. 
<laughs> so, wait a minute. So, what if, what if you're at the pool, you, maybe there's not a 10 there. I don't like that. See, this to me is the, it's the same mindset of, in a coaching search, you got to make them say no, right? It's not not a good philosophy. The, the Des Moines, uh, Des Moines thing. Uh, just ask everyone, and you know, you're bound to. Well, no, but if if you start off with if you're if you're starting with tens and you're working your way down as far as and this is for guys or girls, it's like you know if we let's say Kenny Payne does not make it through next year, and okay. we start off and we're like we're out there and we're like we're going after Jay Wright, and Jay Wright says no, and we're like we're going after Eric Musselman, and Eric Musselman says no, we're like we're going after Bill Self, and he says no. All of a sudden, those second-tier coaches that may have jumped at the opportunity to coach if they'd been our first choice, they're not, uh, you know, they're not, they don't want to be choice five or six. So if you're going after all, only the best-looking uh, women at the pool and everybody knows that they're turning you down, then those, uh, the second-tier is going to start turning you down too. I don't, yeah, I don't beauty is right in the eye of the beholder. Maybe, what, maybe a, a second-tier person to Josh Hurd is more beautiful than – Eric, what one person might think is... Well, now you're just getting into the weeds. I'm just going off of well, what the what texters are saying. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going off of the texters. I know, and I'm just I'm replying back. Not physically, but... Texter says, I missed the first hour of the show. I'm curious who Mike and Dan picked for the Open and thoughts on our boy Justin Thomas' struggles. I, everything that I told you yesterday about the British Open was completely wrong. We took... Well, I thought we took Bryson DeChambeau. Some, something happened with our weird thing, and we ended up taking... Uh, Dustin Johnson, it, both are three over, so it doesn't really matter. They both suck. Um, Justin Thomas has had a terrible year. You didn't bring him up yesterday, I don't think. He's been awful. He's so, been that bad. He's, been, he, he's had a really terrible year. Did he just have? He just had like the one good year, though, right? Has he been kind of? No, he's had he's had several good years. I mean, he won. How long has he been in the PJ Tour now? Uh, I mean, since like 2017, 2016. I want to say I want to think being a KRC was seventeen, and I think that's about when he started. I, I mean, he was number one in the world for a period. He's won two uh, majors now. He, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's, he's very good. PGA in the Open or something? He's won two PGAs. Two, okay. But this is the easily the worst year he's had as a, as a, as a touring professional. Um, hmm. he, what did he shoot today? He's 11 over. 11 over. Is there something in the personal life going wrong? I don't know. He's one shot ahead of, of being DFL. Um, what does that mean? Dead bleeping last. Oh. He's, yeah. That was a, that you were giving me like an actually golf term. <laughs> no. He's plus eleven. Only one person is worse than him. Taichi Cho, I don't even know who that person is, is twelve over. He shot an eighty two today. Um That was my pick. I mean he's <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. It's a weird thing. Like he'll probably still get picked for like Ryder Cup, President's Cup, but he's not and he's like seventy six in the world right now. He may not make the playoffs. We that, that like slim of choices for Americans to put the right. No, we're we're not. But like he's in the, he's in the boys' club. Like he's he's one of the like. There's like an elite club of like the. Well, that's the, not a good way cool to pick the riders' club. Well, most of them, you know, you earn your way onto the the team, and then there's like a couple of captains' picks. That, mm. and typically it's you know people that are are well liked or have had success in the past. But he's he's just playing terrible golf right now. That's not good. I'm sorry. I, well, I kind of root for him. Yeah, he's, he's a local kid. He's a local boy. He's a UofL basketball fan. He does, he does the thing, though, where he's like a UofL basketball fan and like an Alabama football fan, which I don't approve of. Well, that's probably why he's having trouble. With his dad. That's that's the issue he's having in his personal life. He needs some Brahm squad in his life. Yes. That's going to correct the golf game. But he's I've met him a couple times. Actually, he could Very probably nice. switch. He could be a Louisville football fan and now Alabama basketball fan. <laughs> His dad is very nice too. Or at least he was, was when I met him. I heard he's very critical on the course. Like 
I, some local news guys have followed Justin around for rounds, and his dad his dad follows like Justin every round. And they're like, he's very much like, I can't believe he just did that. I'm like, well, it's I guess that's life when you're like, he's a golf pro himself. So I'm so tempted to uh, the, the writer for the Eagles for the Athletic Zach Berman does a great job. Just like does this like quote tweet of a of press conference, and his quote tweet is big news for the NFC East and direct connection to Philly sports. I'm like, I want to click on this in here. What is it? Like, I'm kind of intrigued, but I don't. I'm, I feel like he's just rising me up for nothing. Uh, before we go to the, the break, Jim Phillips has put out a statement. We mentioned, I think, at the beginning of this hour mm-hmm. that he has been in, included in the latest Northwestern uh, hazing allegation lawsuit. He put out a, a statement now. This is Jim Phillips, who was the president of Northwestern at the time and now is the ACC commissioner. He said, this has been a difficult time for the Northwestern University community, a place that my entire family called home. Over my 30-year career in intercollegiate athletics, my highest priority has always been the health and safety of all student-athletes. Hazing is completely unacceptable anywhere, and my heart goes out to anyone who carries the burden of having been mistreated. Any allegation that I ever condoned or tolerated inappropriate conduct against student-athletes is absolutely false. I will vigorously defend myself against any suggestion to the contrary. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. I guess that's more the answer Lindy's wanted from me, right? The, the problem is, like, the <laughs> lawsuit, I'm sure, doesn't – it may not explicitly say that he condoned it. No, but he will be included just because they want to go after the university and he was the president. Right, exactly. Like, like you know, this is that's under just, your – Yeah. The, the, it'll be like a – sort of like a failure to monitor charge if you want to put it into NCA stuff. Like, this is you – know, you're the CEO. If it happens under your watch, you are at least partially responsible. It, and it, if he was still there, he probably would get let go. Probably at this point, they, yeah. They fired their baseball coach. They fired their football coach. They, you know, they've gotten rid of all these guys. They fired Fitz. Yeah, when you're firing Fitz, Pat, Fitzgerald, then that's pretty much because that dude was like a walking god on sure. campus. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the best football pro player probably in the history of the program and the best coach. So. Oh yeah, I mean Barnett would been there longer maybe, but yeah, that's no doubt. But you know, he, he's. I'm with you. If he was there right now, he might be out of a job. But you know, to say that, no, I'm sure that the lawsuit isn't alleging him of being like in the locker room and being like, "Go get him!" Yeah, no, it's under the like the paternal thing of you exactly. knew about it, but you you did nothing about it. Type or thing. even if you didn't, you should have known about it. Yeah, I can yeah. see why you, know, you just throw him into the lawsuit. Anyway, we'll take a break. When we come back, final segment of the show. We'll try to get to as many texts as we can. We'll get ahead to the, uh, the world in sports tonight, which is baseball heavy, but no Reds, no Brewers. Uh, Blue, Blue Jays, Jays play. I'm sure they probably do. It's, it's Thursday night, but Jays. They need to get it going. The Aces, yeah. the East is there for the taking. Now the Orioles are in first place. Yeah, it. we just lost. To, who did we lose to? We lost the Padres last night, I think. And the Yankees keep sucking. We love it. We'll talk about all that coming up after the break. Keep it locked right here. More Rutherford Show is next on 1450 The Big X. Oh, oh, From MacGruber? Yes. Very A band so good they named him twice. 
Um, this is the, like, the, have you ever listened to like, the lyrics of the song, though? <sighs> Probably not. It's very creepy when you think about it. Well. He says, uh, baby, it's all I know that you're half of the flesh and blood makes me whole. I need you so. Poetic. <laughs> but when it's done like in like a cool like 80s sound, it's like, it makes oh, it sound good. cool, yeah. <laughs> when I say it, though. <laughs> Yeah, the drink hey, walk, walk up to a woman and just read the, the lyrics from Mr. Mister's Broken Wings. See how long it takes you to get arrested. It's more great dating advice from TK. That's what the, the <laughs> fool, fool guy needs to do. There it is. That's, this is, that's option two. Uh, we've got, let's see, about 20 minutes left here. If you want to get your thoughts heard on the show, it's your damn show. We're interactive. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. Before we do that, though, reminding you, uh, AirServe of Louisville has you covered. If you have any air conditioning issues this summer, it's, uh, it's, it's been okay, but uh, you know it's going to get really, really hot again. We have another heat storm coming, heat wave coming. If you lose your AC and you're miserable in your home, you need somebody to help you out any hour of any day, AirServe has you covered. Call them at 502-785-8600, 502-785-8600. Stay cool, stay comfortable, stay AirServe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> time might drop it, Trev. <laughs> you have the best of business for nothing there. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Texture says, female partner, it's so small. Male partner, it's semi-normal size. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> Texture says, what does Cat Turd think about the horns down ruling? Okay, I just clicked on something earlier, and like Cat Turd was like the first thing on my list. I'm like, I hate you, dude. I've never seen Cat Turd until now. So one of my buddies... What did you tag me on there last night for? I forget. It was another one of the... So... <laughs> it's about Michael Stipe. I was like, I didn't get it. Well, Michael Flynn, the General Michael Flynn, who's a I mean, like a huge political figure, he like responded to, to, to the cat turd tweet where he was telling his story and all this stuff. Yeah. And, and he said... I don't even know what it was, but he was like talking... I mean, so much like, you know, I feel for you... Like this is a. You know, oh, I read the cat turds like tweet. It was like it was like very very. Like, but again, like the the whole point of this being funny is that that people are just referring to this guy as cat turd as if it's <laughs> not just the stupidest <laughs> weirdest thing of all time. But yeah, he's got this whole thing. He's like, just when you feel you've reached your threshold for pain, the humor and stories that you allow to all those who follow you to hold on for one more moment. Thanks for all you do. America needs more you more than you can know. And somebody responded was like, I wouldn't have said this kind of bleep to Michael Stipe when I was sixteen. <laughs> That's like, I, I thought it was like you like there was some kind of like inside REM reference. No, I didn't it was get. just more cat turd stuff. Because we okay. talked about the show you said. I mean, I had my, my buddy who I said I told you like I became aware of of, of cat turd a couple years ago because he's got in laws that are are very into cat turds reports. And so he... <laughs> How can you say that with a serious I can't. Face? It's the whole thing. I can't. It's only in America. Like, imagine we just in a random conversation like, oh, have you ever... Do you follow cat turds? You see what cat turd said? Cat, well, when, cat turd told me to do this. When he said this to me, I thought it was like a joke. Like, oh, that's a crazy thing to do. And I was like, it's just, you know, I'm sure it's some weirdo Twitter account with like 2,000 followers. Like this, this you know, his cousin's a, a weirdo. And then like I saw it. He's got like... A, Three million followers oh, yeah. and is a legitimate source of news for a lot of people. <laughs> well, that's and so like <laughs> I was I was going over the responses with him in a group text last night, and then a couple of the other people were asking like I don't know what this is like what's going on, and I realized I was like I can't explain to you <laughs> what's like if you don't have some base knowledge then it just it it's not funny because like I'm like yeah there's this guy named Cat Turd who tweets out a bunch of stuff I, and I, I people are very into it. I love how you 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 say that it is a legitimate source of news to people. 
And yeah, if you read that little note that Catter put out, he just basically said, I'm just some like 50 year old dude who just got social media and now give you my opinion. He's a 54 year old unemployed man who tweets from his home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, this is your source of news. He got retweeted by the former president of the United States a bunch of times. Is that Trump? Yes. Okay. He had a, he, so, so Catter put out a poll. I promise we'll end after this. Catcher put out a poll like, you know, who do you prefer for the upcoming election on the Republican side? And Trump, like, crush Ron DeSantis. And so at his, at his speech afterward, Trump's like, there's a speech that has me ahead by 39%. He was referencing a cat turd Twitter poll. <laughs> <laughs> and look, regardless I still of, want to know why dog turd for Democrats hasn't been made. Make it happen, somebody. There's, I mean, someone's got to do. Market out there. I mean, it's got to do. You got, I mean, it's, just, it's amazing it hasn't happened before. And again, regardless of what aisle, side of the aisle you fall on. You have to at least recognize that it's it, it's funny, and that this would not happen, I think, anywhere else. Like Italy doesn't have a cat turd that's affecting their political process. Should I create the dog turd account and I just think you like, should go for it and just be over, just just play the role overzealous like Democrat? Yeah, I think Trump drinks mucky blood every night. That's just <laughs> just start. Go, r- r- you have to use breaking in all of your tweets, though. That's what people do now. It's like breaking. Oh Latest charts show defeat that defeat everything I like, stand for. To do you got to do it. You got to do it. That's the way that you get attention. Breaking. Trump going to be locked up for 79 years, according to new report. Bombshell report. That's the other word you have to use. Bombshell. And then you're like, well, where's this coming from? Trust me. I just heard a bombshell from Dog Turd. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Which one was the bombshell? The turd or the, the tweet? I would love it. But it's also, it's Cat Turd too. So you have to be Dog Turd too. Oh, but he just, okay, it's Can not. Can we look up if Dog Turd 2 is taken? <laughs> now somebody is doctored too. They're, oh, they do. Somebody's already done this. They've got they have three followers though. You can. You, you, I, I see doctored five. There's a doctor too. It was created in 2016. Three followers, not following anybody. Somebody oh, this one's to, got ten followers. Somebody needs to make this up. Like I tried to like I was gonna originally when I like, on Twitter I was gonna change my handle at one time to just to bacon, but since they had already taken it, and I actually sent them a DM. I'm like, can I have this? They're like, no. Like, the the official the dog turd account has not tweeted since 2012. Its most recent tweet was about the U.S. lingerie football league. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what a country! Didn't Mark Rippon's daughter play in that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says Jim Varney also did trough milk commercials. The like I don't remember the trough milk commercials. Huh. I remember the got milk commercials. You know what I mean, Vern? Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean, Burn? Yeah. Uh, th- this is Ross. Ross says, uh, the Jimmy Johns guy sucks ass. He doesn't just hunt big game animals. He takes pride and boasts about hunting critically endangered subspecies of animals that are almost extinct. He'll get his eventually. Watch him go out Mama Cass style freaky fast. Choking on a ham sandwich. Yeah. I don't like Jimmy. I mean, I, 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 listen, I, mean, I think I've made it clear, like, the personal opinion is not going to stop me from doing something I enjoy. Uh, but I've just never been a Jimmy John's. The, the, the quality of the sandwich in itself just doesn't do I it for like me. Jimmy John's. I've only had it once or twice, and it just didn't. I mean, it was like, eh. There's too many, too much competition in the sandwich game anyway. There's a lot of competition. I mean, the options are yeah, endless, yeah. Russell said, Brian McKnight naming his newest son Brian Jr. from his newest baby mama. I guess you could say he decided to start back at one. <laughs> good, good, good joke, yeah. Texas says... You can't make fun of the hunter dying in Africa if he's 19 years old. <laughs> yeah, I got you there. Yeah. What are you yeah. do about that legal, legal, legalization? If he's not a billionaire, yeah, I mean, if he's a billionaire 19-year-old who's actively out there hunting, yeah, I'd make fun of him for sure. What kind of 19-year-old just goes randomly out hunting in Africa? 
Exactly. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> it was either this or hit the Madden tournament up in Atlanta. <laughs> Sexter says, uh, Jeff on Jim Rome talking about Jack Plummer wanting to prove he belongs in the best quarterback in the country conversation got me reading too much between the lines, but I'm hoping that was a hint of Jeff's expectations this fall also. I hope mm, so. I mean, I think that seemed like kind of a more just, it didn't seem like any kind of move the needle answer to me. I mean, it just. Seemed like a kind of a good a coach answer, right? Did, 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 I didn't read too much into it. I didn't either. Uh, Apparently, Lane Kiffin's been the one like dropping all the quotes at SC Media Day. That, that he's typically pretty good. Yeah, I was disappointed we didn't get more didn't get more out of him before that game a couple years ago. I wanted him to like just take vicious yeah. shots at U of L, like some low hanging UK ish prostitute jokes or, or stripper jokes or whatever, and we got nothing. He was just, uh, probably because he had no respect for us. Yeah, which he didn't ended up not really needing to. Same texture says, you know, you were talking about driving a semi earlier. Yeah. The better question is whether or not Trevor could get into a semi, could climb up into a semi. Yes, texture, I can. I mean, I it has a step and you know, you can, a bar you can pull yourself up. I can get into it. I've climbed up into like like the tow trucks when I've had to have my car towed. Texas, the most traumatic childhood movie seen by far was Artax dying in the never ending story. I, I never saw the never-ending story. I, I know Ooh, like the, that is, yeah. some scenes, but I've never seen it. You remember the never-ending story? No, I know. It was one of those that I just missed as a kid. Like, I don't know if I should put that on the list or not. Cause it, it does. St- I had this argument with somebody like a couple years ago about this movie because I said it still you know, still holds up, and they're like, no, it doesn't. And I watched it, and it definitely holds up. And, yes, he's right. That scene is – that's right up there with, like, the end of Turner and Hooch to me. Oh. Like that's like one of those scenes, like like that, and like the Brooks on parole scene and Shawshank. Like these are scenes that I just I can't even watch, no matter how much I love the movie. Like I just can't watch them again. It made it too sad. And yes, that's the horse scene and the infamous. I think it's the Swamp of Sadness, I believe, is what it's called. Texas says the shark in Finding Nemo scared the heck out of my son when he was three or four. I see. I'm starting to now get. That's to more the- goofy though. Yeah, but again, if you're three or four, like the things that scare my daughter, I'm always kind of like surprised by. I don't like. I don't think that they're scared. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's terrified of Ursula. She loves Little Mermaid, but we have to fast forward through almost all the Ursula parts. Well, and that, Ursula is kind of scary. I agree. Yeah, she is. But she also watches like Nightmare on the Nightmare Before Christmas or whatever, doesn't she? And yeah, she's over that. She's moved on. Yeah, but that's kids move on so. But far. And yeah, she wasn't scared of it back in the day. Yeah, I would say, but that wouldn't that be considered? You'd think that one might be scary, right? You think like the, I guess because the whole movie has those elements. I don't know what it, what it was. She just was not scared of that. But when she when they're like little like villainous characters and otherwise happy upbeat movies, it it kind of messes with her. I can't remember a cartoon that really scared. I mean, as a kid, I mean, and that maybe it's also because we grew up on a different cartoon generation. Like we had like Dark Crystal and you know the the secret name like you you. There was death and like yeah. destruction in our cartoons a little bit more than I know there was than what you have nowadays. I know there were some for me, and I, can't, I just can't remember what they were. Like I remember like the Black Cauldron. I remember which was one you know a, a, a forgotten Disney movie was one that kind of creeped me out a little bit when like the skeleton uh, army comes about. But that was I mean I mean you just I don't know I just don't think yeah. Uh, Texter says I'm afraid that TK thinks that favoritist is a word. I don't think you meant that. Did I say that? You did, but I don't. When I don't did know. I say favoritist? I thought you were just joking. I don't know. I know that's that's it's not a word, right? Uh, same guy says. I, Wait, is, wait you, is it a word? No, it's not. Okay, good. This is the guy who asked for help at the pool from you and says it's not going well. He said I didn't do it wrong, TK. Mike, help me. Well, if you didn't, if if you took my advice and you didn't end up with her, you did it wrong. 
It's an easy way to avoid blame for everything. <laughs> Texture says, this is from a Distractify. Oh, this is George Foreman. About the, you, you were mentioning, what does he call his kids? Are they all George? Yeah. He says, George had 10 biological kids and two adopted daughters. His sons are George Jr., George III, George IV, who he calls Big Wheel, George V, who he calls Red, and George VI, who he calls Little Joey. Okay, that his is daughters so- include Natalia and Leola from his marriage to Mary Joan Martley, Frida George, Michi, and Georgetta. In uh-huh. 2009, he adopted his daughter Isabella, and in 2012, he adopted his daughter Courtney. Frida George, that's the one I remember. She's the boxer. Okay. Um, and the others might be too. No, that, that was okay. That's kind of where I was wondering, though, is if they're not all just George. Yeah, but he, but the numbers is what I was curious about. Like if you. Like I don't, I didn't know. I thought I would think you to be a George three, you'd have to be the next generation down. That's how it's supposed think. to be, right? Yeah, and he went three, four. He's still numbered. That's where yeah. I was. Wondering George about. former, you can do whatever you want. Apparently, true. That's fine. True. Texas says, uh, "No way, I, I could root for Patino. Three strikes and you're out." Will UK fans root for Calipari when he's gone? I mean, UK's fan base, I wouldn't say was split evenly when when Patino left, but I think there were some that still rooted for him. Well, not at Louisville. Some, that, well, no, when he left Kentucky. Yeah, for the Celtics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you're probably right. I think it was probably – they were a little bit upset with the way some, they Some always wanted him back. But he was never happy he left. He wasn't going to a college program, though. I think that was the difference. Like no. they, you know, They didn't really care about the Celtics. I think if – I mean, if Calipari – if he leaves like Tubby left, where it's more of a this is just a, a relationship that's not working out well, and he takes a, a, you know, a lower-level job, which is pretty much any job from UK, yeah. I think that UK fans, they'll treat him kind of like Tubby. Like, they won't really – care that much they'll be like you know uk fans didn't actively root against tubby when he was at minnesota i think most of them probably rooted for him i think most of them were happy he left though. exactly he, tubby was almost at like a satterfield level to uk fans for us which is what would happen with calipari i, I think that it would get to a point like, he's not going to leave if he's on top there he's not going to just no it's no. not like it used to be where he's you know i mean i don't see him going to another college program i would see him taking a retirement or nba ex- yeah it would have to get like to where it's i'm leaving because i don't want to get fired or I'm just going to make this easy for everybody and just go to a different job. Like, I don't think he's – like, NBA, I think that's kind of run its course. He's not going to leave for – You never yeah, know. Beeline got a job. <laughs> yeah, well, how'd that work? I, I'm just saying, yeah. I'm wild and, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Texture says, Robbie and Julia, uh-uh. <laughs> that's a good, good callback to the truth. Great, great movie, by the way. Texture says, podcast listener here, I don't think you sound like Clay Travis at all, but speaking of him, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't bothered by how much Louisville starting quarterback looks like him. They do look a Jake the Plummer looks like... Clay, okay. when he was younger, for sure. They've got the same sort of narrow face. Okay. Does I he guess, have the goatee and the facial hair? Or just... A little bit. Like, they're definitely similarities. Like, Clay Travis, when he was like maybe like 10 years ago, looked a little bit like Jack Plummer. I think that that's for sure. Okay. Texture says... Where do these street races take place? What days and what time? Asking for a friend. <laughs> well, they had like, there were like five of them on the Waterson like a few months ago. Remember that? I, and it was supposedly they like shut the 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 like get people to like close down the roads. Yeah, yeah. Like I've never seen. I've never been like in that kind of scenario. But there's been times where I swear, like I've been on, like I'll be going, not speeding, a whole lot, and like I'll see like kind of like the Fast and Furious looking cars, like just. Two of them, like, bobbing and weaving around me and everyone else, like, down the road at, at high yeah. speeds. I'm thinking they've got it. I wonder always to myself, are they racing? Yeah. And, you know, you never, who knows? I used to have a buddy when I worked at Lids that had a car like that and was always just going. Anytime you get a chance to, like, speed up and then we just slow down real quick, I'm like, what? what? I don't get it. I, it's, the car thing doesn't do it to me. All right, let's go faster. we got about uh, right. four minutes here. Speed it up. 
Terrence says, I can't understand why TK seems to think that 90% of animals run in slow motion. From thinking that he can outrun an alligator <laughs> to thinking elephants couldn't catch a person, African elephants are, in fact, another animal that are faster than humans. You do. You, I did you, not. I did not. Act. Human speed above all other animals. <laughs> it, it is kind of amazing. Like, I didn't say elephants weren't. So I just said there's no like, like if if you're a billionaire and you're like flying like and you land near like a, a group of elephants, it's got there's really there can't be much hunt to it, right? Like there's it's not like you know you're chasing down or like trying to track down a deer or a lion or something. I've never done it. I don't know. I just I, I, I imagine like you bit there and you pull out your elephant gun. You're just like, okay, which one do I shoot? I mean. Even if it tries to run away, it can't run away that fast. Texture says, are we, am, am I late? <laughs> am I late in noticing that we are playing Notre Dame in the first season of a new head coach for the second time in a row? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, well, we're not the first game against it. Wasn't Satterfield's first game against Notre Dame? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we also played them. We, I mean, we played them twice under Satterfield. The second game we should have won, but offense sucked. Um, we're also playing, it's weird, we're playing Sam Hartman two years in a row in Cardinal Stadium. As their quarterback. I forgot he went there. I didn't remember that. I think we played Notre Dame again in the next four years, too. I'm never going to remember where everybody transfers. We may actually, I think we may actually play them next year in South Bend. I think we may play them in back-to-back. We've only years. played there in South Bend. We played South Bend twice, right? No, just once. Just the once in 2014. No, oh. no, no. no, no you're, yeah, you're we right. lost there, yeah. That, that's the game that I was talking about we should have won. Yeah, I was going to say the one yeah. where it was like it was like four, six to three at halftime exactly. or whatever. Yeah. And then Tommy, yeah, it just kind of. Both our defense, it was a, one of the best defensive games I think we played. Yeah. For sure. Texas says it's just so much easier to get excited over football early in the season. Start a season four, no, and everybody gets really into it. But in basketball, you don't know anything about the team until the UK game in late December. You can win every game for two months, but outside of those special tourneys, you're expected to win every time. Which, I mean, there's, there's I, it's a good point. True, yeah. Texas says listening to the late night KSR football podcast and next morning's KRC back to back is a wild ride. It's like seeing a ship wreck in real time and the audio version of the Titanic. I have no idea what that means. I guess I, I saw KRC is, was it was he said KSR though, right? He said listening to KSR and then KRC back to back. Oh, okay. Because I saw KSR was posting. I just saw on Twitter last night at one point they were about to do like live on something or whatever. I think I think uh, I say I think I'm gonna say Roush was part of it. I might be wrong. There's how bad is the new SID if Kenny Payne's biggest issue is PR? Well, I don't think it is. It yeah. says, or is the Louisville Athletic Department full of yes men and Josh Hurd is KP's little female dog? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think Hurd's his own guy, right? I think so. Yeah. Hey, Kenny Payne, I mean, his biggest issue is winning four games last year. <laughs> Texas says, what besides him coaching UK do you not like about Stoops? He never throws shots at Lou or really anyone. I don't dislike Stoops. Do you? Oh, this is an angry guy again. God, he's texting in a bunch. Do you really? I mean, I, I mean, obviously, aside from being the head coach of a program that's beaten you and your rival, yeah. But I don't hate him. Like personally, no. I don't. I don't have any ill will towards, towards Stoops. I don't mind him at all, really. Yeah. And I have no problem with Vince Merrill, other than just like I. So I like the cockiness to a degree. I just don't want him to do it because he's doing it against us. Texas, I wonder if full swing is currently being made. Has anything to do with it with the Justin Thomas stuff? Maybe I mean I don't I mean he was only he was featured last year. And What's full swing? I don't know what that it's means. that the Netflix documentary on uh-huh. Doc Show on on golf. Texas says Italy is a bad example. Berlusconi was prime minister for like twenty years. He was a walking headline. They have a lot of goofy stuff over there. They do, but nice like they don't call. have like who the hell knew prime minister of Italy? But they don't have like a a cat turd account that the fan that the, the fans of one political party are researching and going crazy about reacting to. They call it pizza turd. Texas, Trevor needs the dog turd title. It makes sense from what we've heard is all over his lawn. <laughs> Get the picture to my lawn. 
Texture says the scene. Uh, we gotta go quick here. The, the scene where Christopher Lloyd's character in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Judge Doom, reveals Ooh. that he's a tune scared the bleep out of me when my parents took me to go see it at a drive-in in '88 when I was four years ago. That's that's a that's good a one. That's a good too. call. Yeah, the uh, that did scare me. I had a voice like that. <laughs> exactly. When I killed your brother. It's kind of giving the creeps just now. You do it. He's got the stink of the. He's got the uh, the, the the knives coming out of his eye. Yeah, that, that that's a good call, Texer. Oh, yeah, that is that is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like eight or nine when I came out too. Yeah. All right, we gotta get out of here. We got a little bats baseball coming up uh, next after us. So they gonna beat go. Columbus, baby. We've got uh, real quick. We, not a lot of baseball going on tonight. I don't think there's is there summer league. I'm sure there is. Uh, we'll pick sure. uh, Orioles Rays tonight. Orioles are red hot. They're now the first place team in the AL East. Rays trying to get it back after a disappointing month. Rays are a slight favorite in this game. Six forty is the first pitch. TK, who you got? Rays and who? Orioles. Oh, who's pitching? Gibson versus Glass now. Uh, uh, Glass for Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm going Orioles tonight. I think the Rays get off the uh, get out of the slump. Glass goes a good pitcher though. Gibson's Rays, playing above his head. Rays win tonight. Uh, we're back tomorrow again. Louisville Bats, 6:35 first pitch, 6:05 coverage is going to start right here. Keep yep. it locked right here. Go Bats! Beat the Clippers! Everyone have a fantastic Thursday. We'll see you guys tomorrow at three. Go Cards. These broken